If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, here we go. Let's kick off episode number 280 of Raiders Fan Radio. Jackpot, baby. Raiders Fan Radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders Fan Radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! Love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano at the 50, high running down, Oakland football, and I think Oakland victory. The Raiders have scored on the most singing, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Uh, wait, where's the thing at now? Just press the damn button, nerd. I'm, tr- I'm tr- Oh, there it is. Just press the damn button, nerd. I'm trying. What's up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we uh, like to think will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. And by we, I mean just me and the dog, because uh, it's a selfie here tonight in the fan cave. Uh, much love to uh, to my, my homie, my best friend, uh, Swag Jeff. Had a little something come up today, and uh, he's got to deal with. And so we're thinking about you, pal. We love you, and, uh, and, and hope all gets well soon. 
soon. Um, but anyways, and so um, so hopefully we'll have everybody back tomorrow. Uh, and we're going to do, if, if not tomorrow, we might even postpone it even into next week. But um, anyways, we've got a really fun retro Super Bowl show planned for you guys because we're going to protest the Super Bowl because the freaking Chiefs are in it. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a retro show. We're going to we're going to make it freaking 1984 style. Uh, we're talking about on the heels of the Raiders winning the AFC championship game against the, the hated then division rival uh, Seattle Seahawks. And then uh, and then just kind of make it like we're freaking going into the Super Bowl week with the Raiders. So uh, that should be really, really fun. So we'll either have that to you tomorrow or maybe even by next week but definitely that is uh, for sure coming um so anyway so just uh, so just me and you and the dog and uh the, the puppy's asleep right now here on, on my on my side uh so hopefully we won't have a puppy freak out nor a uh like uh what do you call it like a, an, an evacuatory event here on camera so because well maybe it'll be good for ratings if the puppy poops on camera or something so uh, we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye out for that but appreciate you all everybody that is joining us live in the chat room tonight, uh, here at the uh, at the whatchamacallit, it's at the, the YouTubes, the YouTubes is what the kids call it. Uh, Tide Raider is in there, and the best chat room in all of Raider Nation. Tide Raider, Paul Edgerton is in there, the numbers is in there, JB is in there, uh, Michelle Sweat's in there, she says she's wearing the same shirt. That's our uh, Budweiser Raiders fan radio shirt, uh, which you can find at uh, RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear. Just click on the link, takes you to Public, and you can buy any of our Raiders fan radio merch, and 100% of that money goes to our nonprofit, which is the One Nation Foundation. So thank you, Michelle, for calling that out. Uh, Kiljadis is in there. Ron the Materator holding it down in there. Appreciate you, Ron. Uh, let's see. Vibrator is in there. <laughs> Uh, Tiderator is in there. Um, let's see. Al's Ghost is in there. Hooligan Nation. Chris Rubio. Our buddy Frankie's in there. Leo Torres is in there. Uh, B. Al is in there. So many of our good friends. And speaking of Leo Torres, so he kicks it off right here with a $5 donation right off the top. Let's go. Nice job. We appreciate that so much, Leo Torres. I don't have the applause button because it's on Jeff's thing. I'll have to find it. So everybody cheer with me. Bye. Um, we appreciate you very, very much, Leo Torres, for that uh, $4.99 donation. That uh, goes to the One Nation Foundation, which, and hey, just a quick little update. We've already hit our first thousand bucks already for our donation coming up for this year. So we appreciate you all very, very much. And um, anyway, so uh, he says in there, can it be possible the Raiders trade Carr and Waller to get draft picks to go after Rodgers? Interesting. Yeah, I'd, certainly. It's like at this point, it's like anything's possible, right? Like you, you never know where this thing is going to go. Uh, especially now today on the heels of the news that Tom Brady's retired. So I think we might've dodged a bullet on that one, Raider nation. It certainly dodges the, uh, the, the further division around quarterbacks in this, uh, you know, with this team. So I think if anything, that's a, that's a good thing uh, for the Raiders. Plus, you know, I mean, look, the guy's, you know, practically my age and <laughs> I ain't slinging footballs. Um, but, and you know what I mean? Not that I ever could that well to begin with anyways, but point being though, is that he's getting up there, man. You know what I mean? And like, and look, a, Father Time is undefeated, and even when it comes to Thomas Brady. So uh, I think we probably dodged a little bit of a bullet there. Uh, okay, so those of you that are joining us in the chat room, thank you so very much. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast on any podcast service. All you got to do is search Raiders Fan Radio, and you can find us on Google, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora. You could ask your internet-connected device. You can find us just about anywhere. Uh, not just about. You can literally find us anywhere there's a podcast service. You can find us, and so we appreciate you. And If you're an audio listener uh, and never joined us on the live show, 
check us out. At least uh, pop over and, and check it out. These things stay up after we go live and, you know, just help us out and give us a thumbs up there. Hit a subscribe there and vice versa. If you're a, if you're a video watcher, uh, switch, switch over to your audio podcast service right now while we're, you're playing on your phone. Uh, pop open Spotify, search Raiders Fan Radio, hit that subscribe, maybe even write a review. Um, all that stuff helps us, helps the algorithm, helps get the show out there. And by getting the show out there, we get more advertising opportunities. And with more advertising opportunities, we raise more money for our foundation, which is the One Nation Foundation. So appreciate you and for what you all do to support this show each and every week. And all right, let's go ahead. Before we get into uh, the, the meat of the show here, let's go ahead and hit some contact info. Hey, Raider Nation, you got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Tok. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. All right. We appreciate you joining us once again here tonight uh, for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 280. I don't have an episode number for you. Well, I have an episode number for you, but I don't have something significant in Raider Nation to tie back to because Jeff's not here and I, I didn't pull one up. So uh, somebody pick me up in a chat room, maybe if, if, if one of you knows something that's uh, significant about the number 280 when it comes to the Raiders. Uh, all right. So here at the top of the show, uh, we don't do props. We don't do shout outs. We're, uh, we're Italian. So, you know, we like, to, we like to give a little bit of respect. Swaggy J Nation, it's time for a little respect. You know, respect ain't bought, it ain't sold, it ain't demanded, it ain't negotiated, it's earned. And without blowing smoke or giving shameless plugs, we want to say salute and much respect to the following folks. It just doesn't have the same hit to it, man, when you're here by yourself. Oh, well. All right, so here at the top of the show, let's go ahead and give a little bit of respect. So I want to give respect to a guy. <laughs> Some of you are going to get mad at me for this, but I don't care. Uh, I want to give respect to a guy that made the Pro Bowl for the Raiders. A guy that was, since you know, since the teams now that make the Super Bowl – they're not available to play in the Pro Bowl. So, you know, it opens up space for, you know, other players to move into those places. Well, 
Tommy Townsend from the Chiefs, the punter, got, uh, you know, he's on the Super Bowl roster because he plays for the Chiefs. So that opened up a vacant spot for a punter. And so let's give it up for A.J. Cole. A.J. Cole making the Pro Bowl, man. Isn't that so cool? And so uh, much respect to him. And, uh, and you know, one of the things that I love about A.J. Cole is that not only is he a great punter, but he's a great personality. Like, he's a great Raider because he's got that that kind of almost like a goofy side to him. He's really funny. And so uh, this is A.J. Cole last year at the Pro Bowl getting interviewed on the sideline. Great first couple of quarters. Probably my favorite stat line I've ever had. Got zero punts. Three holds, two halftime hot dogs. So uh, really enjoying the game so far. It's been a lot of fun watching everybody. And uh, I'm just here for moral support, basically. Just passing out water and high fives, and I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, he's just there for the ride, passing out high fives and water. Uh, let's see. So Ron in there says, Leo Aragus, how timely. Uh, Leo Aragus punted 280 times for the Raiders. So thank you very much, Ron. Gosh, I need an applause button. I got to find something here. Um, we appreciate that very, very much, Ron. Uh, Raider Critique says, Townsend, he used to be a Raider. I think it's a different Townsend. I think that was Johnny Townsend, and this is Tommy Townsend, right? I think they're two different guys. But but fact check me on that, because Lord knows I don't know what the hell I'm talking about around here. So, um, But anyway, so appreciate AJ Cole and much respect for making the Pro Bowl. All right, um, I've got another uh, bit of respect to give out um, to a, a fellow content creator, a guy that's becoming a good buddy of ours, and that is Graphic Raider. Give it up for Graph. Um, our buddy Graph had me and Jeff on his show uh, last week, and I had a blast on there just just chopping it up with him. Man, he's a, such a knowledgeable Raider fan and does so much with his community of listeners and you know and, and all the things he's doing around mental health and whatever i just think he's a great represent rep representative of raider nation and so we appreciate him having us on and uh, you know he's all about that spirit of like you know the, the and kenny stapler from pillaging podcast was the first one i ever heard say this was a rising tide raises all ships right like we're not competing with each other as content creators we should be lifting each other up and doing more things together and whatnot except for those you know one or two guys but but for the most part, like we all want to do things together and lift this thing up because there's plenty of room to go around. And so we appreciate Graf having us on the show and we're going to have him back on here again soon. But, um, and so not only for that, but even more, well, not more importantly, but like very importantly though, um, I'm so thankful because it not only it, with him having a bigger platform gives us a bigger audience, uh, to talk to and, and, and kind of show what we're all about here at Raiders fan radio, but also he took all the donations that he got for that show, every every uh, penny that he raised during that time we were on there, and he gave that to the One Nation Foundation. And so, like, that's, again, like, I, I, that is a demonstration of character. Like, you can tell people things, you can say things, whatever. Actions, man, are what define your character. And, 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 and look what he did for the foundation, giving it, and it's not just because it's our foundation, but it, because of what that money is going to go do uh, to support the Bolitnikoff Foundation and, and help young women at risk of, substance abuse and domestic violence. And so a lot, a lot of respect to our buddy Graf for doing that. We appreciate you, brother, very, very much. Thank you so much for that. Um, all right, last, I've got some respect for uh, for our buddy Mojo. For those of you that have been around the show in, uh, a little bit, 
You know about our good buddy Mojo down in San Diego, a longtime listener uh, to this show, longtime supporter of this show, and uh, joined us, speaking of the Bolitnikovs, joined us at the Crab Fest, him and his lovely wife Libby, and um, and just becoming another one of those guys that's becoming a good friend of ours um, outside the show. We meet, we, it's, it's so great. You meet people through this show, and then you become like friends with them in real life, and it's it, it's so cool. But um, Mojo's got, you know, we're, we're all about goofy around here, uh, as you know, lighter side journey into the dark side. But every once in a while, there's an important message that needs to come across and uh, dealt with some severity. And uh, this is something that Mojo wanted to share. And so we're going to give him the platform. And I think that it's a, it's a critical point to, uh, uh, and a critical thing to be said. Fellas, Michelle, it's Mojo. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people that listen know that I'm, you know, uh, a, a prior military guy. I was in the Navy for 25 years, a close friend of mine, uh, also recently retired as with a lot of veterans, and active duty personnel uh, decided to uh, take his own life last week, man. I say all that, and I bring this up, and I don't want to be a negative Nancy or anything like that for the show, but I, I want to say this to everybody in Raider Nation, man. If you're struggling, reach out. Talk to somebody, man. Because the people you leave behind when it, you know when you make that, that decision, um, you know, that sticks with them forever, man. And, you, and everybody... Uh, is important. Everybody brings something to the table. So if you're feeling down, can't get past it, man, pick up that damn phone. Get a hold of me, man. You can find me on social media. I'm all over it, man. You can find any of us, man. But reach out. Nothing's that serious. We can get through anything together. Just win, baby. All right, there he is, Mojo. So I appreciate you, Mojo, and I think it's an incredible, uh, incredible point. And yeah, you know, if you need help, man, reach out. And and like you said, you know, none of us are hard to find. And uh, you know, I and, and I want to share something with you before we and we're going to get into the show here now. Um, I had a guy on Twitter this week uh, reach out to me, and a handful of others in the same one. And I was frankly honored to be in the same company as the people he he's tagging Hunter Renfro and Tim Brown and. Uh, Kenny King, speaking of content creators, and myself, and uh, I think uh, Charles Woodson, maybe. But anyways, he's, he's tagged us, and and uh, and he said that um, something. And I'm paraphrasing, but it, his name is Raider Frankie, and I'm paraphrasing. But he said something to the effect of, um, "Hey, just wanted to let you know that you complete strangers. You really helped me." through a really difficult time. And I appreciate you for ghost saving me. I've never heard that term before. I had to look it up and see what that meant. Um, but that idea that like, you know, we all have a platform and yeah, we do a goofy show here and we have microphones and, and, you know, and thankfully we have all these subscribers and people that support us and all that. But even if you don't do that, you just, everyone's got an audience, right? And so your words are important and the things that you say and the things that you do are, are really important and they can mean a lot of things to people. And, and so being available um, for people and in the spirit of what Mojo had to say, and also just having a good word uh, for someone to share, like it really goes a long way. And, and you never know when you're impacting somebody that you've never met before. I've never met this man, never, frankly, not familiar with his name, even on, social media and just out of nowhere hit with that and so it's a you know not only do i feel honored that he would think enough of me to like, whatever dumb shit comes out of my mouth but like but anyways my point being though is that uh just be there for somebody if if, if they're struggling and if you are struggling reach out man because we all got each other's back we can all fight about quarterbacks and all this other bullshit but at the end of the day man we're all raider nation we're all big one family and we're gonna help each other out so all right appreciate you all very much uh and let's go ahead and jump in uh to the meat of the show but first we got to hear from hi Oops, that's the wrong one. 
Hi. Oh, I got to play the one that Jeff likes. Where's it at? Dang it. Here you go. Hi, this is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Juan Segalo, Pastor Mondo of Nation Ministry, .net. You're listening to Raider Fan Radio with Uncle Marsh and my brother, Murph. Just win, baby. Man, I've got certain information, all right? Certain things have come to light, and, you know, uh, you know, given the nature of all this new shit, you know, it, it, this could be a, a, a lot more uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. Man, lots of new shit has come to light. So it was funny, going in this week, we were just thinking we were going to do this Super Bowl show, and then there's like... All these things start popping off, man, news-wise. And, you know, um, it's going to be really interesting with this quarterback thing. And, and I'm bringing this up because it's it's all over in the chat room. People talking about Tom Brady and, the like, what the fallout's going to be and what our quarterback situation is going to be. And, like, you know, things changed quickly once, uh, you know, our former quarterback got, uh, you know, assigned to the Pro Bowl roster. Um, the whole reason that they were, you know, had, had had benched him anyways was to avoid the money that it could potentially cost him if he got injured. And I know it's a non-contact event nowadays, um, and I really hope that that he gets the opportunity to go out there and, you know, and say goodbye to Vegas on the field. Like, I think that that, that it's a well-earned opportunity. But, man, if you're the Raiders, like, you got a serious decision to make and, like, you know, do we see a situation where they actually cut him before the Pro Bowl and he's out there wearing, you know, NFL gear because, no, he's not on a team? Like, it's that's crazy, like, how that whole thing is has unfolded. Um, you know, I said I wasn't going to talk about him, and, and uh, you know, and I'm not really, I don't think, but, like, but I think that that's, a, that's an interesting news story that's still relevant uh, to the Raiders as far as – and then, you know, and Tom Brady retires today. And so now it's like, what do you have left as options, you know? And I think I'm really starting to lean into the idea of the Raiders just drafting a rookie quarterback. And um, and I apologize, I forget who it was. It might have been Branson. It was somebody in, on Twitter said today, I'm tired. Oh, was it Tear? It might have been Tear. Anyways, whoever you were that said this, I want to give you the credit for it, but it was a, a great point. And he said, I'm tired of the Raiders taking high floor and with low ceiling guys, because that's how you end up with a Cleve Farrell. I want the Raiders to take a shot on somebody that's got a high ceiling. And I think the, the point was being made around Will Levis from Kentucky, who I was not a fan of the Raiders picking, uh, until I read that comment. And that resonated a little bit different with me. You know what? Because the way that, and we've talked about it a lot on this show, the benefits of having a good rookie quarterback and how that can positively impact your team because you have so much more money to go do other things. Look at right now. Look what Jalen Hurts is doing on balling out on a rookie contract. Yeah, I know Mahomes snuck in there, but Joe Burrow is on a rookie contract. You know, other playoff teams this year, Daniel Jones, rookie contract. Like, there's a lot, right? A lot of teams that were on rookie contracts. Josh Allen just, re just upped. Um, so my, my point being, though, is that 
there's a there's a a viable legitimate strategy to today's NFL that tells you you swing on quarterbacks until you hit in the draft. You just keep drafting. Look at what the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts when they had Carson Wentz, who was on pace for an MVP season before he got hurt in the building. And they drafted him anyways. Like there's a, there's a real like logic to just swinging. And now with all this draft capital that we have, the bears have, we already knew this was going to happen anyways, but they came out and supported Justin Fields. So they're looking to move out of the number one spot. I think there's a legit, like now with Tom being out, unless you just kind of, you know, figure out a way to get Rodgers out of Green Bay, which is going to cost them a lot. It's going to cost you a lot. And it's going to, you know what I mean? And, you know, he's still not on the right side of father time. So I still think there's question in there. I think I'm really starting to just kind of lean into the idea that, you know what? Let's go ahead and just pull the trigger on one of these guys coming out of school. And then the other thing I think that it'll do, and this is completely off the field, but just as a fan, my heart wants us to get back to all rooting for the same guy. Like, I don't, I don't like this. And I've had my whole thing with Carr and all this kind of stuff here lately and all that. But, like, in my heart of hearts, though, I want us to all be rooting for the same team. And so I'm, I'm kind of with this whole idea that maybe we just freaking push our chips in on a quarterback in the first round and then ride it out and see how it goes for a year or two. And then if it doesn't work, we'll do it again. And if it doesn't work, we'll do it again. And we're just going to keep doing it until we freaking land a Joe Burrow or a Jalen Hurts or a Josh Allen or a whoever, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, or whatever. You, those guys that, like, I mean, I think that's got to be the move. And, again, I don't know, and I, don't, and I cannot wait to go back and read what your comments are. I can't read them while I'm doing the show, especially a selfie because I'm doing 800 other things. But I always go back and read all your stuff. And I really want to go back and read your comments. And I want to know what your guys' take is on that. But, hey, man, if it's Will Levis, all right, cool. Let's go, man. You know, if it's C.J. Stroud, all right, let's go, dude. Let's go, you know, go sling that rock. Like, let's, you know. So I'm, I'm going to root for it. I, I think that's where I'm at. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of my all-time favorite non-Raiders. I just think he's if you love to watch the quarterback position be played, you can't watch Aaron Rodgers play it and not like that guy. Like, especially in his, when he was in his prime prime, you know what I mean? Like however many years ago that was not that long ago, even he just won MVP last year, but just his way, his, the way that he, you know, resets the pocket and his arm strength and his off, you know, off, you know, what do they call it? Off, not time, but whatever his throws are, his off, not balance his, um, uh, whatever the hell, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's just it's the guy plays the 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 position with the most precision and it's and it's it's, it's he's great to watch. So I would love to see him be a Raider. Um, but again, I don't know if that's worth. You know, do we have the team that Aaron Rodgers is going to get us? Is, is he the guy that's going to get us over the top to win a championship? Ah, I don't know. If you bring in Marcus Peters and Jalen Ramsey and Deron Payne and a bunch of other people to go along with them, draft the safety, draft that safety out of Alabama in the first round. Like, okay. Like, I could kind of see that making sense then. But outside of that, ah, man, I say we go rookie quarterback. All right. That's story number one. Story number two. Uh, lots and lots and lots of criticism this year uh, from us Raider fans about uh, the abundance of opposing teams' fans in, in, in Allegiant Stadium this year. 
it was really ugly this year. Uh, we were there for the Patriots game. Uh, it was it was pretty bad. We had false starts at home because of crowd noise. It was that loud, and those chatterheads are loud anyways. Um, but there was a lot of them. I wasn't at the Bronco game, but I heard that was a lot. I wasn't at the Niner game, but I could see it on TV, and it was a sea of red, and it was pretty ugly. Uh, and then, of course, the Chiefs game, to close it out, uh, was just terrible. So um, there was lots of evidence of opposing teams' fans. I came across a story this week that I don't know if it made me feel better made me feel worse or indifferent about the whole thing. But uh, here's what I, here's what we've got, okay? So this says, um, Allegiant Stadium remained a big, and I think this was from the Vegas Review Journal, if I remember right, uh, that or The Athletic or something, I don't remember. But um, Allegiant Stadium, I guess that's probably, is that bad ethics? I should, I should always cite my source, huh? But sorry, I'm in my bonus room and I'm an idiot with a microphone. Allegiant Stadium remained a big draw for NFL fans with Raider games during the 2022 season, attracting a paid attendance of 618,000 people, uh, which is up 18,000 over the prior year. Several of the Raiders' home games were at a notable presence of opposing fans in the stands. Okay, here's what got me. That was by design. Attracting fans from outside of Las Vegas was in, was, was in the plans when the stadium came about. Now, not surprising to me, I guess, because we knew that the formula was there, destination city, you know, whatever, from people from cold weather cities, like all that. We knew all the, like the formula was there. Uh, it's in Nashville, frankly. Nashville's not Vegas, but it's definitely a destination city and teams will take over, teams fans will have large presences if not take over Nissan Stadium when the team is bad. Now, when the team's good, it's all Titans fans. And I think the Raiders can be the same way. So I think you had, again, the formula, bad football, destination city, you know, all that stuff. Okay, you guys know the story. But by them actually saying it was by design, that, that stood out to me. Because those visiting, pan, visiting fans helped pay the $750 million uh, um, that the $2 billion price tag um, pulled for, from, the, from the Clark County, Okay. So $750 million in public contribution. And so they uh, are trying to hit that money. How they hit that money, that repay to Clark County is with their room tax. Okay. Well, with the room tax between March and September, uh, the, the March of 2017 and September, the latest data available, the room tax has generated $238 million according to the Las Vegas Stadium Authority. So they're already... Like, what is that, a, a third of the way of paying that back? Now, I'm like, I did have a question. I'm like, well, how do they know? How do they know that I'm coming to town to go to a Raider game? I'm like that. How do they know I'm not coming to town to play poker or CES or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That was interesting, but I'm sure they've got some metric. But then they asked Sandra, Sandra Douglas Morgan around uh, about it, and she said, yeah, that, that's, that was what they're doing. Like, she didn't freaking, and I like her, but she did not sugarcoat this at all. But what she did say is that her goal and the goal of Raiders owner Mark Davis is to continue to grow the fan base in Vegas and Nevada so that it's, yes, they knew this was going to happen, but they don't expect it to happen long-term because they're going to grow the fan base. Well, I got to tell you, you need to start winning some damn football games. Otherwise, you're never going to grow a fan base because people don't like losers, especially in Las Vegas. Um, so this, as far as the season ticket holders go, uh, about 55,000 of the 62,000 fixed seats in the stadium, uh, or season ticket holders, about 60% of the PSLs are in Nevada. 
Uh, Oakland has seven th- people that are residents of Oakland and own PSLs in Vegas. There's about 7,000 of them. Um, in terms of the resale market, most the vast majority of resale tickets came from the state of California. Uh, 57% of ticket sales came out of there. Uh, and then Nevada right after it, then Texas, Arizona, and Colorado uh, round out the last little bit. The most expensive game during the year this last year was the Niner game. Uh, let's see, followed by the Denver game, uh, the Patriots, Chargers, Chiefs, blah, 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 blah. Um, the highest paid attendance was, of course, when we played the Niners. Um, and so, anyways, I just thought that was really interesting. Again, I don't know if it makes me feel better, worse, or in, indifferent. I, I I definitely don't feel better about the fact that it was a plan, but I do feel better about the idea that they're going to address it long-term. Uh, and again, though, how they're going to address that long-term outside of just you know, winning games, I guess, you know, you do community events, you try to, you know, you got to build up young fans, right? Because then they grew up to be, you know, kids grew up to be adults with money. So that's the way that you build a fan base. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting, but uh, it was definitely a, a, a good read there and want to share that with you guys. And so, all right, let's go. Uh, let me go ahead and hit a, a break here. And then I've got a, a interesting, we're going to a lot about money tonight, but that's what happens in the off season. So um, we're going to talk about the running back market. Okay, go. Everybody, this is your old Uncle Mosh out here at, at the Raiders game. I got Q-Dog, I got Mojo, I got Big Raider Trucker, and they got something to tell you about Raiders Fan Radio. Get your facts, get your funny, and get the F out. Woo! <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Johnny Spencer from the punk rock band Stringer, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph and Uncle Mosh. Go Raiders, baby. All right, so this was another one that came up this week that I thought was interesting. I wanted to share with you guys. All right, this is this is cool. All right, so I think we all can agree. So thankfully, this is one thing we can all agree on. And if we don't agree, I'm not sure what you what team you're watching and who you're rooting for. But I think we can all agree that Josh Jacobs needs to be a Raider next year. And we would all hope that the Raiders would do their best efforts to sign Josh Jacobs now. They're at the mercy of the market by not picking up his fifth year option. They're at the mercy of the market and he's able to go wherever he wants to go. No, they can franchise tag him, which will, uh, he'll make 10 million bucks on the franchise tag. The latest numbers have said it was 12. Now it's down to 10. Uh, that's a really uh, doable number for, for a guy that led the league in rushing. And so, uh, you know, so they, if they really just want to pull the, that card, they can make sure that he stays in, in a Raider uniform. But you kind of piss him off a little bit in the process. Players don't like to get t- tagged, and I don't doubt Josh's character, and I don't think that we would necessarily see a lack of effort or energy on his part. But he's also a human being, and as human beings, we get things stuck in our head. And if you felt you've been done wrong, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, would that affect his performance? I don't know. And again, that's and when we talk about all this money stuff, like, look, I don't... It ain't my money. Like, I'm not trying to tell anybody how to spend their money. And I don't want anybody to tell me how to spend mine. Uh, But when it comes to forming a competitive, uh, you know, state for our football team, then it's important because it's strategy. Like, 
you know, the whole thing about the stadium, like home field advantage is a real life thing. So it's an important thing when it's actually penalizing our team because we have so many fans of the other team in the stadium that creates a competitive disadvantage for the Raiders. So it's an important issue to me. Same thing we're here. Okay. So we're talking about Josh Jacobs money. And I don't care. God, it's capitalism. I, that guy can go out and make a billion dollars in his career. And I hope he does. But how does that impact the Raiders and their ability to remain competitive on the field? That's where it's a concern to me. So anyways, so they can tag him at 10 million bucks. It's going to piss him off, but, and will he feel slighted? And and will that affect his performance? I don't know. I think the ideal thing is you get him under contract for a minimum of three years. Like that's got to be the move. Well, how are we going to be able to do that? Well, because the running back market is not cheap. There's expensive players out there like Christian McCaffrey, you know, Saquon, well, going to be Saquon Barkley, uh, Derek Henry, you know, but, um, speaking of Saquon, he's up this year as well. And this is what's interesting. And I stumbled across this article about Saquon. And I think that this is a way that the Raiders, uh, as I'm reading this article, I'm thinking Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. And I think this is the way the Raiders can get it done. Because there's reports of Barkley uh, looking for north of $12 million average per year that had put him somewhere between Dalvin Cook of the Saints and Ezekiel Elliott, who makes $15 bucks a year uh, from the Cowboys. Uh, although Barkley didn't specify any numbers, it's clear he's not looking to reset the market um, because he understands that idea that it's going to take a $16 million a year average to, quote, reset the market, and that's like where Christian McCaffrey is. And he knows he's had an injury history and he had a down year, and so he knows that he's not going to command that. But the numbers, so the numbers that he's looking for, I think to me make a lot of sense for Josh Jacobs. Okay, so it says the question comes down to whether he's willing to agree to an average uh, uh, per year falling in the $12 million range. Puts him in good company with the likes of Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and Nick Chubb. Or a little higher in the $14 to $15 million range like Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara. I don't, I mean, listen, we're talking about a million or two bucks here. And, I, and I, it, you know, is if it takes 13 to keep Josh Jacobs, is that worth it? To me, it is. Like, and and I think that there's a way that you can get there without destroying your cap. And the way that you do that is through a lot of incentives, which we're going to get to in a second. Um, but so, but you got to, you got to watch how much money you're committing of your cap to one single player, because that's, and how you, and how you got to determine that is how much of your contract is actually guaranteed. That's that dead money and all that shit we talk about all the time. So in terms of that, McCaffrey is the top of the running backs with 46% of his contract, Fully guaranteed. It means the Niners are on the hook for that money no matter what, uh, or whatever the money was that he left in Carolina when he got traded. The range of the next few running backs immediately. Um, what? What's the matter? No audio. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. you got to be kidding me. Okay. Well, let's try this. Shit. I'm going to have to restart. God dang, are you kidding me? All right. Sorry about that. Okay. All right. Jeez, I don't even know where I was. So, anyways, Josh, <laughs> Josh Jacobs might cost us thirteen million bucks, uh, and we can get there by doing uh, twelve million dollars a year average uh, in his salary, and then give him a bunch of incentives, and then we can get him there. But it won't impact the cap too much. It's a very doable contract, and we'll just move on from that. Oh my gosh, killing me. This is I. I you know. So you know what it is like. Um, I don't know if that's too much. You guys would probably be bored, but hear me talk about it. So we switched over to the Rodecaster Pro 2, which I love. It's a phenomenal piece of equipment. But every once in a while, it dies. The audio just 
dips out and just and the only way to redo it is to restart the whole thing. I got to restart the roadcaster and I got to restart our our broadcasting software. It's the only way to do it. So I have to end the show and then restart the show. So anyways, more than you guys want to know probably, but it's a total pain in the ass and makes me want to go back to the analog board that we used to have. All right. Uh, <laughs> what Joe says, believing in Jesus does help. I can hear again. Uh, amen. We've all been here. We've had the, the yes. Uh, Paul says, I can hear voices in my head again. Absolutely. We all can. I appreciate you uh, very much. Erica S. says, turn on the chipmunk. There you go, Erica. You want me to turn on the chipmunk voice? There it goes. I don't know why it always makes me want to like sound like a stoner, man, or like I'm just running real slow. All right. <laughs> Let me get the hell out of here. Oh, no, I didn't mean to cheer myself. Ah, there we go. That's all right. All right, let's hit a break, and then we'll uh, we're gonna talk about Max Crosby. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy Will Compton. You're listening to Raider Fan Radio with my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they fucking put out a banger podcast. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raiders. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Mosh, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders Fan Radio. All right, I appreciate you, everybody that's in the chat room tonight. I appreciate you, uh, JB. He's got laughing faces. You got this, Murph. Man, I'm on the struggle bus, man. Uh, <laughs> trying to keep this thing together. I got I got too many damn buttons to push. I don't know what the, what what is what where is. I don't even know where the button is that says for me to push the damn button. Just that press one. the damn button, man. I'm I'm freaking trying, man. I'm trying. It doesn't matter what you think. Thanks, Rock. All right, so here we go. Um. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, one of our uh, our favorite podcasts is, of course, Bussin' with the Boys. Uh, shout out, uh, you know, the, the boy, Will Compton. We give him a lot of shit, but uh, shout out the boy, Will Compton, and, and, and Taylor Lewan and, uh, and, and and all the guys behind the scenes there, um, our good buddy, Blas. And, uh, and JP and, and Garrett and we never met Jack, but shout out Jack. Um, all those guys, man, they're, they're great. And there's a new guy over there too. I don't know the new guy, but, um, but anyways, but so they, they've always been really good to us and, uh, and, 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 and listen, they just put out good content. And like, then one of the things that I gravitated to that show, not only because it was kind of like a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of inside baseball about football, um, but they were the first two active players to do a podcast. Now we, there's active players all over the damn place. Bon Miller's got one, and the Kelsey brothers got one, and like every, everybody's got a damn podcast. But Will and Taylor were the first guys to do it. And the thing that I, as just an NFL junkie, I was fascinated by the insight that they gave us to, um, to, to, to football. And then Will went off and became a Raider twice and developed these relationships with other Raider players and now you get this fabulous insight into Raider shit. And so what went from just being a good, jokey, funny, you know, dick and fart jokes kind of podcast also is providing these really insightful freaking looks 
into what it's like to be an NFL athlete. You know, the, you know, the, listening to Taylor talk about you know the, the mental struggles of going through two ACLs and like all that kind of stuff. You know, Will, you know, being the just a freaking veteran, just a, you know, just a, a locker room guy, a glue guy, just a, you know, a guy that's that's, you know, at this point, and this is not a shot, but kind of barely in the league at this point, you know, so listening to these guys go through their journeys, it was a really neat insight. Well, this latest episode of Bussin' with the Boys is an absolute must listen for you, uh, Raider Nation. It's probably the only podcast I'm going to go back and listen to again. Like, I don't listen to podcasts twice, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I don't listen to them twice. I'm going to go back and listen to this one again because they're, they're, they go to Vegas. They're in the freaking Max Crosby's living room with him and his three dogs, and it's on the YouTube, so it's on YouTube or it's on the audio. They don't need our help with subscribers. They're like the, a top 10 podcast now in the world in terms of sports. Um, but so anyways, it's such good conversation they get into some if if i want if i wanted to highlight everything that hit my button as a freaking raider fan we'd be here all night just listening to the busting with the boys episode but i did pull a few clips that i want to play for you guys and i'm telling you it's it's so like it the things that like a lot of times as fans we speculate on and i always say that like you know we can speculate about wild theories and all kinds of different stuff. And until the team or some news story or something gives us evidence to believe otherwise, like we got to give those speculations at least merit or, you know, they don't have to be validated, but they got to have merit because there's nothing to prove it wrong. So this, this episode digs into so much stuff that brings light to things that I just want to play the, you know, new shits come to light. Because it brings a lot of it's, I'm telling you, you will love it, Raider Nation. Uh, everybody that I've turned on to it that's a Raider fan has been like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. It's fantastic. And it, it's yes, it's about Max, but he gets into the culture of the Raiders right now. And that's such a big part of conversation for us this year. Is it like, what is this new version of the Raiders that we're all experiencing? So go and listen to it. Check it out. And let's listen to a few things here. All right, this one's kind of irrelevant to today because of the news of Tom Brady. But, you know, there was a lot of question around whether Tom Brady would become a Raider, and they posed the question to Max about what he thinks about that. Hypothetically, who do you want to be the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders? <laughs> who do I want? Like, if it was just your world, they call you say, who you want? You got who you want. You get to play GM for You get day. to play GM. Now, this will be taken out of context. People are like, oh, Max wants this guy, wants that guy. I'm just saying perfect world, boss. Yeah, who, fun hypothetical. Um, Tom Brady? I would love to have Tom Brady. Oh. I don't know how that could be controversial. They can be. Tom Brady. Yeah, it's Tom Brady. Sure. As a leader, as a f- player. As the GOAT. As the GOAT, fuck yeah. I would love to play with Tom Brady. Bro. If he can to, if he come to Vegas, bro. Have you met I'll him? I'll fly, I'll go to wherever he's at to introduce myself. The level of respect I got for him, bro, is out this world. So, yeah, I would love to have Tom Brady. All right, there is. He would love to have Tom Brady. I, I don't know if I would have loved it for us to have Tom Brady, but whatever. It's uh, it's not, not part of the conversation now, but I thought his, his response to that, was very interesting. You can just hear the, um, you know, the hear the, the appreciation of it. it's like, and it was funny. Like I loved what he said. He goes, "How could that be a controversy?" And that's kind of what I felt like too. It was like, "How is this a controversy?" Like he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, all right. Um, next up, let's uh, let's hear him talk about offensive coordinators and how offensive coordinators game plan and the things that, like, especially the Niners did to to uh, um, to try to uh, stifle Max Crosby on the field. 
there's some teams that think I'm the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Like, really? Of course. Like, bro, he's he's so loud. I'm loud. I can't help myself. I love it. There's certain teams that you could tell, like they they're trying to f me up. Like the Niners coach and all them, they like butter me up all week. They're like, man, besides Bosa, he's you know he's probably the best guy. Once we got to the game, they tried to send the f house at me, bro. The Niners blocking like the schemes that they do, I've never experienced anything like it. Like, bro, they would tackle tight end both going down, and the guard would like they were coming at angles I you didn't even know where the f they were coming from, bro. It was just different. That's the coolest thing about the league is like being in a position, you know how it is. Like you're on an island the whole game. You don't even have to worry about it. So like that's your responsibilities. For me, it's the opposite. I know they're going to be sending shit at me. It's a different type of challenge every week. And all the offensive coordinators, they all got a different way of approaching it. And it's, it's cool because after the games, they'll talk to me like, yeah, we're trying to f you up and we're trying to do this. And blah. I'm like, oh, you got me on this, but I you up on that play. Yeah. So it's cool, man. That's what the league's all about. Yeah. Ah, oh, there it is, man. It's, good. it's so good, man. So I'd love to hear that insight about you, what they were doing to him to try to neutralize him. Because, you know, we as fans, we see, like, you know, the production drops down. And we knew that, like, teams were focusing on him. Uh, you know, we, we knew that th that, that was going to be the case once Chandler Jones wasn't playing. And But, man, like, to hear about, like, the complex designs about what offensive coordinators are doing to go out of their way to just attack Max Crosby, like, it's again, it's – it hits my freaking football nerddom like like crazy. Um, He's a big boy. He knows what you, what you say. All right. So uh, next up, let's hear him talk about. All right. So here's what um, some of his expectations are: where he wants to go and 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 see his Raider career. Uh, what he wants to see it manifest to. What are other goals on that? What are, what are other goals on that list? There's that. Oh my bad. Uh, Put it to your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to be in the Hall of Fame. That's something I I want to be in. I want to be the Raiders' all-time sack leader. Like there's like the main goal is like I want to be definitely do that. But I want to I want to have a career where like when people look back, like the biggest thing for me, like the numbers and shit is cool. Like the jacket, all that shit's cool. But like my main focus is like trying to impact the way the game is played. Like in the NFL now, there's a there's only a few guys that you really look at and they're like damn he's just fucking, he's different I don't know what it is like just the way he plays like I watch like Chris Jones and like a Mike Parsons and those guys like they're just something different when they're out on the field like it's like a presence and like that's what I want to leave back like when people look back and talk about me they're not going to talk about the stats at the end of the day they don't talk about Lawrence Taylor's sacks they talk about when that dude is on the field he's a fucking animal and the like cocaine. and that's 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 the way I look at it like inspiring kids <laughs> yeah inspiring kids like I want to be that guy that kids want to be like like I want, that's that's what matters most to me different when they're out on the field like it's like a presence and like that's what I want to leave back like when people look back and talk about me they're not going to talk about the stats at the end of the day they don't talk about Lawrence Taylor's sacks they talk about when that dude is on the field he's a fucking animal and the like cocaine. and that's 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 the way I look at it like inspiring kids <laughs> yeah inspiring kids like I want to be that guy that kids want to be like like I want, that's that's what matters most to me all right, here we go. Good stuff there again from, from Max. The only thing, if, that, if there was just like one little teeny thing that I would have liked to have heard him say in that, uh, win a Super Bowl, Max. Like, I, I love the idea that you want to, you know, be this this guy. And and look, if you are that guy, it's going to certainly contribute to the Raiders winning a Super Bowl. But I would have liked to have heard him say, you know, that like one of the things I really want to do is win a championship. Uh, that would have been cool. But anyways, uh, so there he is on his expectations. And then last so here you go. This is this this ought to feed the freaking um, I don't know whatever. Uh, it's uh, it's him on Derek Carr getting benched, and it's just kind of a flat out take um, on uh, on on what happened and what his experience was when Derek got uh, sat down. Uh, can you talk about when the the switch with Derek Carr was made? 
how how it impacted you and how you felt like it probably impacted the team in that moment, if at all, because obviously there was a lot of noise outside of the building. Yeah. Um, a lot of noise. A lot of noise. It's definitely outside the building. Um, it was tough, bro. I remember that morning. Because um, DC's been the, the the franchise guy since you've you've came to the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. He was a all, all four years. He was my quarterback. He's nine years as a starter, which is crazy. It doesn't happen. So, yeah, I'm sitting there. You're hearing rumors like, okay, is Derek going to get benched this week? You know, what is going on? Blah blah blah. And you're just kind of hearing rumors, rumors. But you know how it is. You don't believe all this shit. You're just like, okay, we'll see. And then all of a sudden, like we, we went in that morning. And me and DC are always the first two guys in there. And we sit there and eat breakfast. So, like, squad is at 8. Like, we're in there at 6 o'clock. And we sit there and we eat breakfast together. We talk. We go in the hot tub. I go take a dump. And then he goes and does whatever he does. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I go in there. And DC wasn't there at the breakfast table. And so I asked Angie, who's there. She runs the kitchen. She's the best. Shout out to Angie. This is the camera. I love you, Angie. She's the best. She always sits with us and watches us and just chops it up with us. And I was like, Angie, where's DC? Have you seen him? She's like, no, he hasn't been in yet. And that's when my head, I'm like, fuck. Oops. It, you know what I mean? Something, something went down. So, yeah, like an hour later, I'm in my locker. I just got out the hot tub. And um, DC walks in and... He's looking at me, and I just knew. Like, I already, I just knew immediately. And he just, whatever, he gave me a man hug. He's like, bro, I don't want to make it look like I'm, you know, quitting on y'all or anything, but, like, me and Josh talk. Like, I'm, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to go home and for these next two weeks and, you know, figure out my situation. But it was like, you know, obviously they had their business behind the scenes, and they've, had, you know, had an agreement. So, like, it wasn't like he was just like, fuck it, I'm not showing up. It was just Oops. like, you know. I guess I forgot business. to censor so, this one. Yeah, it was tough. Like, DC's my boy, bro. Like, me and DC have been always, you know, as friends. Like, bro, he's a great dude. I love DC, and he's going to, you know, somebody's going to have him as their starter next year, and hopefully I get to play against him and be dope. But I wish him the best, bro. It's just, it's hard. Like, in this league, there's really, you know, you can play for a team for 10 years, give everything you got, like, but unless you're, like, Michael Jordan or you're Tom Brady, like, even Tom Brady, it's the same thing. Like, bro, he was in year 21, six Super Bowl, and he ended with a bad relationship, and they got rid of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was kind of friction. Like, it's crazy, bro, at the end of the day. It's like so a business of It's it. a business, and that's the thing you got to realize. It's not personal. It's not like people don't like D.C. Everyone, you know, everyone's cool with D.C. We love them. But it, it is what it is. You know, Josh and Dave, they got their vision of what they want, and... You know, that's just part of this business, man. I, I, and I trust them. You know, I'm, I'm on this team, and, and they're my coaches. They're, I, at the end of the day, I got to believe in what they got, you know what I mean, and what they're bringing and what they're doing. But at the same time, it's hard when it's your boy and it's, there's emotion to it. So it's like, damn, what the fuck? And then you, like, you want to get mad, but it's like at the same time, you have to understand both sides of it. And that's kind of what I've learned, you know, being in the league more. It's like you can't, you can't take shit personally because it's not personal, bro. It's a billion-dollar business, and it is what it is. This is Raiders Fan Radio. I'm Brent Musburger, and I don't care who wins as long as it's the Raiders. This is 
Trent Sig, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Just win, baby. All right, so good stuff there. So definitely go check out that podcast, Bussin' with the Boys, Max Crosby, and we appreciate the boy, Will, and again, all the other guys um, for the insight and the interview and the great content. All right, um, another show I'm a big fan of nowadays uh, is uh, the Pat McAfee Show. Pat McAfee is, uh, man, this dude's funny as heck. And, uh, and another guy that brings a lot of really unique insight uh, in, into a lot of different things. And uh, this is, you know, this isn't a... Um, uh, necessarily a Raider thing, but it, I, I felt like it was an indirect, certainly Raider thing. And that is the, um, the, the case for officiating and whether the NFL is rigged against certain teams or not. And listen, we've had a lot of conspiracy theories out there for Raider nation for a lot, a lot of years. And I think that there was a lot of things that were very valid around, you know, the, um, negativity that was spewed towards Al Davis because he literally was suing the league. Right. Um, and so I think that there was, again, human nature, even if it wasn't overtly like instructed to work calls against the Raiders, we've been on the wrong side of, a, of, of calls one, if not 10 too many times throughout history and, and in n- numerous times costing us championships, you know, the immaculate deception, the Rob Lytle non-fumble, you know, Terry Go- T- Tony Saragusa breaking Rich Gannon's shoulder. Like there's a lot of things that have happened that took the Raiders out of competing for a championship. We, we've still got three Lombardies despite those things. But, you know, if if Rich Gannon is healthy, uh, guess what? Um, we're going to smoke the dang Giants in the Super Bowl. Like, it ain't even funny. The freaking Super Bowl was between the Ravens and the Raiders. And the Raiders could have won that game if we had a healthy Rich Gannon. And so, anyways, point being, that you know, you could call the tuck rule. You could call, Like, there's just numerous of these, right? But I think that the idea is this. This is where I'm really landing on. Do I think there's an overall conspiracy? I don't believe that. I, I think that there is human nature that comes into play, but I don't think there's some, like, you know, script that's out there, okay? Um, so I don't believe the NFL is, quote, rigged. I don't think so. And you could ask any fan of any team, and they're going to tell you that the refs got it out for them. Ask a Saints fan. You know what I mean? Ask a Rams fan. Ask Like, there's a lot of teams that got burned in championship games or huge playoff games because of missed calls or whatever. So I don't think that it's necessarily, you know, it certainly happens to us more often, but I don't think it's necessarily just a Raider thing. But here's what I do think the NFL has a big issue with, and this is where we're going to get back into the Pat McAfee show. We have a serious officiating issue in the league, and that was no more evident than on this last Sunday in that Chiefs-Bengals game. It was atrocious and let's go ahead and listen to his comments first and i'll give you my comments on it and then we're gonna we're gonna hear from you and get your comments because you're more of you and less of us is a good thing and we're gonna jump in and uh, to the sea of fans mailbag but let's first let's check out what what uh, pat had to say i do think though we have a massive officiating issue yeah i think refs suck and i not all refs there are some refs that suck and they shouldn't be in playoff games why are they in playoff games especially when there's only two games and there's going to be 50 million people watching that's a great question. We've been talking about the officiating stinking for a long time. Yeah. I got tweets from a lot of Ohio f***s over there in Cincinnati who are diehard Day fans and Bengals fans. Why don't you use your platform and why don't you try to make the NFL better for once? Why don't you not candy coat it, not dance around it, not be the fake funny guy that you are, and why don't you call it the NFL for officiating? So, this morning, I dove through our Twitter
Twitter account, and we've literally been talking about this since 2018, mm -hmm. about how full-time refs optically would just look much better to everybody. Because you got part-time refs, and they're not full-time refs, there's a chance that they could be maybe swayed by somebody outside the NFL. Since they're not completely committed to the NFL, there's a chance that somebody outside could get a hold of them. Now, I think they get paid well, but what is well? What is the line? Especially with how much money is potentially being made off of these games and off of these deals and off of these advertising deals and the sports gambling and everything what? like that. What is good money in comparison to? So you make them full time, boom, we can eliminate that distraction of potentially getting swayed elsewhere. Like all politicians, because they don't get paid enough, mm -hmm. so they're easily swayed by big pharma, what? big gas, what? alcohol, what? tobacco, what? whatever. You can get named into it. That's where all the money comes from because they're able to be swayed because they don't make enough compared to who, they don't make enough in doing their job, so they're easy swayed, so it's like kind of a little bit of a battle optically to watch and say, yeah, that's real, yeah, that's not. With the NFL, the officials not being full-time, and the officials being terrible at what they're doing, and the way these games are being scrutinized at a different level because how big the fucking league is and how many eyes are on there, and with all the money coming in with us putting our actual money on these games now legally, it's going to get called into question. All right, there you go. So very interesting comments there. Uh, from Pat McAfee and yeah and I think that's ultimately what it comes down to is that we have an officiating issue and and why not have full-time officials and I think this is where I land on it and, and then I'm going to get out of here and we're going to get to the CFAN's mailbag here's where I land on it when you have a multi-billion dollar global organization like the NFL that's only getting bigger they're only getting bigger in Europe they're only growing more you know playing games now in Mexico City all the things that the Raiders are doing or excuse me the NFL is doing to grow, and the dog's freaking out, so I'll have to go here in a second. All the things that the NFL is doing to grow their sport, the number one thing you can't have is question. The NFL is rigged, was trending on Twitter after that game. That's not good. You can't have your product be questioned like that. And the and the whatever the genuine nature, the the, the whatever the word I'm looking for. There's a big word I'm sure I'm missing. But the whatever the but like how like the credibility of your games. If those things are called into question, the NFL dies. Like, that's it. The end. That's why they never allowed gambling to begin with, was because they were so worried about the idea that if they endorsed gambling, that it would pull into question the credibility of the outcome of games. And so if that is a true thing to happen, so you can't have that happen. Well, how do you get rid of that? You have full-time officials. Like, why not... Why not? Everybody else is making millions of dollars. Why can't the freaking officials work full-time job? This ain't like the old days where Phil Villabiano had to work at a trucking company in the offseason because he didn't make enough money playing for the Raiders to support his family. That's not the world that we're in anymore. So these referees, if they're not being compensated fairly during the course of the season, then compensate them. Double their freaking salaries. Shit, triple their salaries. But make it a full-time job so they're doing the work there, but how much training do you go through in your job? A lot, right? So like, and it's constant. So like put them through constant training in the off season, you know, like make these guys freaking, you know, like making them make their more valuable asset, take pride in your officiating. And also the last thing I'll say is this, I'm gonna shut up, quit plucking them off the field and put them in the booth. You got Dean Blandino. You got uh, Mike Pereira. You got uh, whatever. I, all these guys are now working for networks. And you've taken them off that you've taken the best officials off the field and stuck them on the freak and stuck them up in the in, in the booth to work for Fox or whoever else. And we're left with Ron Torbort. Right. That you guys get what I'm saying. 
Like, come on, man. Like, let's let's freaking move past this NFL. Like, this can't be an issue. Like, because I'll tell you, if anything dings up my fandom, it's that. Like, my fandom got a little dinged up after that Bengals game. Like, and not only because I hate the Chiefs and I wanted them to lose so bad, but, like, I'm thinking, like, wow, like, really? Like, you're really, like, going to give them an extra down? Like, in all this freaking modern-day technology that we have, and you're going to – you can't keep track of that? And it's like the one guy runs in, but he doesn't blow his whistle, and no one else is reacting to it in the officiating crew? Like, that looks funky as hell. The guy hitting the wire in the in the previous uh, – with, with, with Kern hitting the wire – you're telling me that you can't tell if that thing hit the wire or not? You can't use your freaking big boy brain and realize that the trajectory of the football changed, even if you don't have footage of it. Like, yeah, the thing just, it went up and then, up, oh, it stopped and it came to the ground. Like, you can't freaking, like, take that into consideration and make a proper judgment call. Bad look, NFL. Bad, bad look. And I hope they get it figured out. I'm going to trust that they will because there's a lot of money riding on the, riding on the line because if, if we as fans lose our, you know, uh, lose our faith in the integrity of the game, this thing is done. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All right, see you fans mailbag. Where's it at? There it is. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied, he's thrown. There you go. Paul in there says our buddy Mo said they were given an extra minute 10 on the clock as well. I mean, come on, man. You don't want people to think that your league is rigged? Well, then don't do dumb stuff like that. All right, so speaking of Paul, we're going to get to some emails. Here at the Sea of Fans Mailbag, where we feature more of you and less of us, because that's always a better thing. Pardon my hiccups. <laughs> me and the dog got hiccups all the time. Uh, so we appreciate you, Raider Nation. Oh, let me go ahead and shout out the chat room. Uh, Frankie's in there. Lee B is in there. Paul is in there. Tom is in there. Speaking of Tom, I'm going to read your email next. Paul is in there. The White Stallion. Chris Potts. What's up, Chris Potts? Man, long time no see, brother. Hope everything is going well. Chris Potts, famously of uh, of uh, the, the black hole up there in, in Jersey. I uh, appreciate you, Chris Potts. Lencho is in there. Erica S. is in there. Dave Cooper is in there. Uh, let's see. He says, let's see the dog. Uh, yeah, I just held him up a minute ago. Now I got to read, though. Uh, but appreciate you, Dave Cooper. Corey Fleck is in there. Lencho Lee B. Uh, Raiders 805. Ebony Graves is in there. Vibrators in there. <laughs> Uh, Running Bear's in there. What's up, Running Bear? Appreciate you. Appreciate Raider Nomad and all of our good friends joining us uh, tonight for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. All right. Let's go to uh, T-Hom. Let's see what T-Hom has to say. He says, okay, Raider Nation, we're getting close to the beginning of the league year, and with that, we'll see what significant, significant free agent signings come about. I hope we bring in at least two, if not three, impact players that on the on that defensive side and 
Oh my gosh, the dog. Uh, primarily along the front. Whatever happens, I strongly believe three things. Number one, Aaron Rodgers would simply be too expensive to bring in for one to two years, and that's not going to be the next man up. Any good? Oh my gosh, I'm sorry to do this, guys. I'm going to have to play a break here and go. The dog is going to be whining the whole time. Hold on. Just the joys of doing a selfie. Hang in there. Hold on. from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh on Radio. Yes! He whines to get out, and then I let him out, and then he freaking walks back over here to the desk. Oh, my gosh. All right, there we go. Puppy, uh, yeah, puppy time. All right. Um, as for the good, back to T Hom's email. Sorry about that. Kill Jada says puppy's got to go pee. Yeah, absolutely, he does. He's probably gonna end up peeing somewhere in here. Uh, as for the good friends known as the McZigler crew, I only have one thought. We all believe that Ziggler doesn't have nearly as long a leash as Gruden had, but the winning doesn't start happen quickly in 2023. Will Davis get rid of both guys, or will he have enough faith in Ziggler to let him stay the course and just kiss his buddy goodbye? I think that's the thing. I think that McDaniels is the one that gets let go first. Um, Cincinnati has shown that a team could turn around rather quickly, and even though the Raiders don't have a top overall draft pick, uh, draft pick stud quarterback in the fold, I think they can get away with a second round pick as long as some of the other needs are met. At least five of these upcoming picks uh, in the twenty three draft need to hit, including a young QB, one linebacker, two corners, one offensive lineman. Rome wasn't built in a day, but it only took six to burn it to the ground. Love you, Raider Nation. Let's all take a deep breath and have fun during this offiest of off-seasons. Your faithful and humble servant, T-Hom. P.S. F. Shannon Sharp. All right. Appreciate you all very much in the chat room for being patient with me, man. I'm the one man show tonight and I'm all over the place. Uh, and appreciate you, T-Hom, for that great email. All right. Next up is our good buddy, Paul. Uh, let me go ahead and get Paul's Paul ready. Paul's Paul. Yeah, because that's there we go. I got Paul's Paul ready. I can I got I get the, I get the button handy now. Uh, evening, everybody. Hope you're well. I'd like to dedicate this email to the players and staff of Super Bowl 18, whose anniversary we recently celebrated. And to the naive, foolish 17-year-old I was back then who thought this Raiders fandom thing was going to be easy. It was a much simpler time, as I'm, as I'm sure, uh, as I sure, they sure hell have beaten the confidence out of me for 39 years since. Salute to Coach Flores and all that, all that were involved on that wonderful day. Marcus will forever be running with the night. Paul, we have got, you're going to love then, our Super Bowl uh, I say Super Bowl protest show, but it's really going to be a Super Bowl tribute show uh, for Super Bowl 18. You're going to love it. We've got a really, really uh, um, just a jam-packed show, all nothing but dedicated to that, uh, that glorious game, Black Sunday. The Raiders are making me nervous. Even in the offseason, they're making me anxious, and this whole quarterback thing has me losing sleep. It's agony waiting to find out what's going to happen. I need somebody to tell us what's happening with Tom Brady. Well, there you go. You know. Uh, let's see. He talks a lot about Tom Brady, so I'm going to skip that. Uh, will Josh Jacobs be so keen to sign if he's along Stidham, Garoppolo, or Brissett? What will Devontae Adams' outlook be if he's alongside a rookie QB that has to waste another couple years? Um, I don't think so. I think we might be in trouble with Garoppolo with Devontae. 
because Garoppolo is not a vertical passer. Uh, Stidham clearly is. Brissett is. Uh, but Garoppolo is not. Uh, and then depending on what rookie you bring in, he could be too. Um, but I think that if you've got a Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know if Devontae is going to like playing with him very much. And frankly, I don't like the Jimmy G thing anyways. I know, I know that it makes sense in some ways. But injuries, man. Like, if you're just going to bring in a guy and end up being, you know, having Jarrett Stidham playing anyways, well, then just keep Jarrett Stidham and just draft a guy. Um, one of the, one of the things we can agree or guarantee next year is McDaniels has to win. He doesn't have the option of going nine and eight or worse. He has to make the playoffs at least very, at the very least. And even that might not save him for that reason. I believe he has to get a veteran QB. Let's face it. He has to get Brady. Well, but then that's out the window now. Uh, just suppose for a minute, we don't get him. What's the plan B. Okay, here we go. Do we have a plan B considering they didn't have one during the games last season? Can we trust them to have one now? I'm laying awake at night wondering what such a plan might consist of, and the only names I can come up with are Garoppolo, Stidham, or Brissett, which scares the shit out of me. I've said previously that I want this draft to be 85% defense. We have to address it as a matter of urgency. But do we still need to have a trustworthy quarterback? And although Stidham did an okay job for a couple of games, there was no pressure on him at the time, uh, so it was a free hit regardless of results. As a starting QB, it would be a whole new ball game. So the real reason I'm nervous is a lack of faith in the front office. For every good decision we have made, uh, we seem to make a couple of bad ones. Example, Ziggler gets Adams, outstanding move without question, but then he overpays Darren Waller when he should have waited and put together a dreadful contract as well for Chandler Jones. It's not just about making big big decisions. It's about making the right ones. I don't think we can tiptoe our way through this. We have to be brave, grab everything by the nuts and go for it. But with uh, an air of caution with the contracts, no more Chandler Jones style, please. That's well, you know, and I hear you, but I also, Paul, it's to be considered that if you don't take a swing on contracts, you don't get these guys, you know? So that's the challenge, man. And, but uh, you're right. It's, it's making the right choice. And you just don't know what the right choice is. Although if you listen to that podcast, Max Crosby will tell you Chandler Jones balled out. You know, we heard that rhetoric from the coaching staff that like, Oh, Chandler Jones is having a great season. He's just not showing up on the stat line. Well, and I was like, eh, bullshit. I call bullshit on that one big time. But when you listen to Max Crosby, um, he's all about it. He's all about some Chandler Jones. And so, you know, I got to trust his opinion better than my own. So I would just submit that to you to, to consider. Um, so what do you want? Oh, see, that's Brady stuff. We'll skip that. And then he says, um, elsewhere, the league uh, managed to contrive a way for Kermit uh, and his obvious and his obnoxious plan to move to the Super Bowl by inventing new rules on the spot. But the good news is, if the Eagles play the way they did against Santa Clara, then the Kermit's ankle could be hanging by a thread at the end of the first quarter. I wait with eager anticipation and a raft of frog jokes at the ready. Go for the ankle. <laughs> Go for the ankle, Eagles. That's the only thing that can stop you is corruption. Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019 and 2022, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT, Sizzler Scorekeeper, Proud Made Man, five-time, 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 times two, winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. This is why I don't read emails. And we have an epilogue. Hey guys, it's me again. I had a brain fart and I missed an important piece of information in my email. 
Uh, on the last show, Mrs. OG Daniel won the BRT Sizzler Award, and she's in the chat room, I believe, tonight. Congratulations again on that. Uh, she also became the fifth member of the RFR family to become a made man or a made woman on the same night, and she's the first RFR Raider Ed to do it. Nice. Excellent, excellent addendum there, Paul. We appreciate you so very much. Congratulations again, Miss OG Daniel. And Paul, you freaking rule, dude. Paul! 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 All right, appreciate you, Paul, and the amazing emails tonight from you and also from T-Hom. And if you want to email us, you can email us anytime at show. That's S-H-O-W. W, yes. Not two W, just one W, but I just reiterated it to make sure you knew. So, yeah, just one W. So, S-H-O-W. At RaidersFanRadio.com. And anytime you want to email us, uh, please do. And we will e read your email uh, on the show. And if we read your email an indefinite amount of times, you can become a made man or a made woman. Or you can call the show and leave a voicemail. And if we play that three times on the show, you can become a made man or a made woman. And uh, we've got some great calls to get to tonight. And if you uh, would like to call the show, you can call us at 909 909- 345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. And uh, leave us a message, and we would love to play it. And so we've had various guys kick off this segment uh, over the years. Um, Cousin Sonny's been doing it a lot lately. But now I think this is three in a row for our good buddy Mojo, man. Mojo's been bringing the takes uh, and done a fantastic job with it. So I really appreciate you, Mojo, uh, for your calls and your and, and just the amount of support and loyalty you give to us here at, at RFR and the help that uh, you're going to be giving to us. Mojo's going to be part of the freaking crew, man, on our uh, – I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but we've got some big plans around tailgates and whatnot coming up soon, and uh, Mojo's going to be a big part of that, and his wife Libby as well, and we appreciate them so very much. So anyways, let's kick off the segment, check down with our buddy in San Diego, Mojo. Fellas, Raider Nation, what's up? Make men and women, it's your boy Mojo in San Diego. Uh, I wasn't sure how I was gonna do this call. I think uh, I think I'm just gonna do it from a time machine. So I'm calling you from a car phone that hasn't been invented yet. Uh, truth is, in 1984, I was probably playing. Oh yeah, this is Mojo calling us about the Super Bowl episode with GI Joes and Transformers. Uh, but either way, here we are, man. Uh, we just won the Super Bowl, dude. We just beat the dead skin. <laughs> Nobody thought we should do it. Greatest Raider team ever assembled. The Redskins only lost one game, uh, this year leading up to us. And I think they have won like 31 games out of 36. Uh, by the time they met us in the Super Bowl and Marcus Allen did what Marcus Allen does, right? God, I wish it was 1984, man. <laughs> 2.3 sucks compared to 1984. Think about it, man. I mean, everybody was doing cocaine, and it wasn't laced with fentanyl. 
People just dancing around, having wild sex. I don't even think AIDS was invented yet. Either way, hey, man, we're going to get back there one day. Everybody stick it out, all right? We might not like Josh McDaniels. I don't want to get too preachy. But it's all we got right now, dude. We're obviously going to have him next year. We're going to figure out the quarterback situation. We're going to build the defense and the offensive line. And damn it, maybe 2024, we take that Lombardi trophy to Las Vegas. See you, Mojo. Till next time, Raider Nation. Just win, baby. Oh, my. Mojo out. Oh, my gosh. He's the best. Oh man, Chris Potts Mojo is a legend. Yet, how many graves his almost fell off the treadmill? Uh, he's out of control, man. He's out of control. Mojo's a, he's so funny. All right, anyways, appreciate you, Mojo, very, very much. All right, um, next up, let's go from hey. So speaking of Jersey, I know our buddy Chris Potts is in there. Uh, let's head on up there into the uh, to the Northeast and check in with our buddy Rev Raider, who we know is in Jersey. What's going on, Murph. Uncle Marsh, Young Swaggo, Michelle Sweat. This is Rev Raider calling from Jersey. Um, just wanted to weigh in a little bit on that uh, Hondo Carpenter article. You know, a lot of interesting takeaways. You know, and we can see it was it was a fair article. I liked I liked what I read, but um, it just demonstrates different coaching styles and how it may or may not mesh with people. You know, um, a lot of people would take it as D.C. was like um, he couldn't be kosher. He's not taking accountability. I ain't really take that, you know, take it that way. I believe that he does have a certain accountability taken when the coach was like, he probably had coaches that would give him that that tough love behind closed doors and not in front of the rest of the team. Um, but Josh McDaniels, He'll do it right in front of the rest of the team. Now, we can look at it. It's a little. It's a little bit of an old school feel because he's coming from the Belichick coaching tree, which is also a stem of the Parcells coaching tree, and that's what they do. You know, they're going to hold their top guys accountable in front of everybody else because of the fact that the rest of the team is going to realize, hey. If he's holding him accountable and he's going in on him in front of us, what will he do to me if I screwed up? So that sets a higher standard. I respect that, you know, maybe because I'm a little bit more old school, but I respect that, you know, and I'm cool with it. And so it's sad. I wish that it would have worked out with D.C. I still think D.C. could have done better, you know. I think he would have improved, but it is what it is. Let the cards fall with him, May. This is where we're at now, you know. And now, like, we got – we still have a divide that bugs me out. I knew this was going to happen. Once D.C. is out the way, we're going to find a new thing to argue about. Now it's about Brady, whether he comes or not. People are mad if he comes. If he comes, you're going to root for him regardless, you know. So let's knock it off. And to those people who are – saying yay or nay and then questioning somebody else's fandom because of that you're not a raider if you believe it come on man this 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 mindset of if you don't agree with me cancel culture type stuff it's a little soft and it's a sucker move for me that's just where i'm at reach rev you know pull your skirts up agree to disagree you know and we could still be great in our fandom 
let's root for our team and do what we need to do. All right? Love you guys. Peace. Oh, my gosh. I freaking love that call. I love that call. I put my thumb on a scale sometimes for uh, we we award a sizzler award for the whoever we think is the best of the emailers or phone callers of the night. And, uh, you know, Uncle Mosh would pick that. Jeff would pick that. Uh, Michelle would pick that. Somebody else besides me. I defer to the chat room because I don't want to pick. But I will tell you, man, Rev Raider always bringing some great, great takes. And we appreciate him. Uh, Paul says, uh, Paul says, there appears to be a fair few of the nation in Jersey. Chris Potts, Rev Raider, and our brother Wasted Talent. Absolutely. And I got to tell you guys, like, Jersey was one of the first, the New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole was one of the first fan clubs that got behind us and freaking, you know, like really supported Raiders fan radio and what we were doing. And, uh, and shout out Chuck McCann, of course, Splatterhead Charlie. You know, we appreciate him so very much, the president of that club. Um, but, but Groby and, you know, Fitz and Chris Potts and, all those guys up there and girls, like all of y'all, man, that had our back from up there in Jersey. Like, I mean, that was like really early on. And there was a, a point in time where I don't know if you all remember, if you've been around long enough to remember the fan club blitz, but they used to do a show live from like their watch parties and stuff called it the fan club blitz. And we featured it here on the network. And so, um, yeah, much, much respect to all of you Raider fans up there in Jersey. Of course, you know, um, I believe it's South Jersey or the Jersey shore Raiders is where Phil Villapiano is. And so I think that probably has bred a lot of Raider fandom being that that's where, where, where he's from and, and, uh, and where's his Jersey pride, you know, loud. And, uh, so and literally and figuratively. And so we appreciate you all very, very much, all of you up there, uh, for still, uh, doing what you do, uh, to represent Raider nation on the East coast. All right. Um, so, uh, to go from Jersey all the way down to LA, not Los Angeles, I'm talking about lower Alabama and let's check in with our buddy, Josh in the seven Oh three. What up, fam? You know, I was doing some thinking, and something really struck me. For this phone call, I want to give some respect. I want to give some respect to the RFR crew. Oh, man, thank you. Something that you said, Murph, really stuck with me, especially when you see how everyone kind of interacts and everything and all the negativity and the, the bashing and all that stuff, is I've heard you and the crew say multiple times, you're not going to tell me how to be a fan. No one can tell you how to be a fan. You know, respect each other's fan. And I really like that. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. We're not all going to agree on everything. We're all going to see things differently. I like to show respect, especially to those that come before me, who have been around longer and stuff. Doesn't mean I have to agree with them, but I usually a lot to show respect to them. And even those that come after me, Again, whether I agree or disagree with them, still, guys, you know, respect is important, you know. And I like how you said that. You know, you, you've been a Raider fan longer than I have, and, you know, you aren't going to try to tell me how to be a fan. I've been a fan longer than Swag Jeff. I can't tell him how to be a fan. We all have different differentiating opinions on what it means to be a Raider fan. We have a lot of things that we agree on, but there's certain things we disagree on. You know, it's like this, uh, this whole Tom Brady thing. My belief is I don't really hate many players. 
Like, I know one person that probably a lot of Raider fans hate, Travis Kelsey. I don't hate Travis Kelsey. I hate that we can't cover Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. But I don't hate the man. Amen. You know what I mean? But for whatever reason, I got a real, real strong dislike, you know, a little bit of hate for Tom Brady. Uh, I got I I well, I don't know I, I'm with you I don't hate anybody but John Elway is about as close as you can get. So when I say I don't want him on my f-ing team, that's how me as a fan reacts to him. Most other guys you put on our team, I'd be like, hey, you know, can he help us improve? Great. Tom Brady's just kind of you know he's an ally. I'm just like I don't want that motherfucker anywhere near us. But that's what I know. You know. Like how you were talking about with like Jerry Rice, and then Jerry Rice came over to the Raiders. Another guy. I never had that hate for Jerry Rice, so I got enough for both of us. Issue. But again, I just want to say respect. I appreciate what y'all do. That's all the haters out there, man. Fuck you if you don't like it. <laughs> right, John. Uh, Paul says Philip Rivers. That's that's way up there. If you can put Philip and Ladainian, we ought to do. Uh, uh, it'd be fun to do a little segment on like most because uh, we won't use the word hate because we don't want to hate anybody. Like he said him so greatly there about Travis Kelsey. I don't hate Travis Kelsey the person, but I hate the player. Uh, you know what I mean? So, but it would be interesting to come up with like the players. Like to me, it's like Elway is number one. Like that, you know, and I, that's probably part because of age um you know if you ask uh uncle mosh you know he might tell you terry bradshaw you know that um and he actually likes terry bradshaw as a broadcaster but as a player like i think like he's it's up there it's one of the freaking you know it's one of the steelers back in the day because that's who the raiders were battling with every single year in the playoffs to you know whether it's the afc championship game or it was divisional round or whatever like you look at the amount of times that we met up with the steelers from you know between 72 and 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 82 or 84 even because we we played the year we won black sunday started off divisional round against the steelers like so many freaking games against the steelers so anyways point being those everybody's probably depending on your fan era and which i think that's why so many like younger fans i will say hate Tom Brady because where I don't have that same level of hatred because that's the most recent thing where to me more like now, like it's Kelsey and it's like Mahomes. I can't stand Patrick Mahomes. I can't stand the way he jogs. I can't stand the way his voice sounds. I can't, he's an amazing quarterback, but God dang it. I can't stand that guy. Like everything about him bugs the shit out of me. Just like Philip used to be the same way. Everything about Philip Rivers bugs the shit out of me. Like I can't stand the guy, but anyway, so and now it's Russell Wilson too, right? Like there's another one. Speaking of Broncos quarterbacks, um, but whatever. That's but that'd be fun. We got to put together a list dude, this offseason. We got to have you guys submit your your top ten list of most uh, of most you know hated player. Again, I use that word hated players. But um, all right, that'd be fun. Great stuff there from Josh in the seven hundred three. All right, this is interesting, and I wish that Swago was here and Michelle too, of course. But um. But Michelle wasn't around uh, other than in, she was in the chat room uh, when this stuff was going on, but she wasn't on the show yet. But we had a guy, so there's a little bit of a backstory here. This guy used to jump into our chat all the time. Uh, his name is Hefe and KC, and he used to get into our chat a lot. And I always say, and I say this about any fan of any other team, if you want to get into our chat and be part of it, and we've had this happen numerous times over the years, if you want to get into our chat as an opposing team's fan, 
and play around and talk some smack, whatever. We got thick skin. We're fine. But don't cross. Don't cross the line. Don't attack people personally. Don't attack like, you know, physical traits, things like that. Right. Like that's don't push. Like you want to talk some shit about, you know, we own you, whatever, because your team and blah, 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 blah. Like, fine. Like, again, we all got thick skin. But when but there's there's a line that can be crossed and, uh, you know, the line when you see it. Okay. And this guy crossed the line. Now, that said, we are also fans around here of a redemption story. Uh, you know, we, we, I want to be forgiven one day, and we all should be, and we all should be forgivers, right? I think that's an, an important trait for us to all have. And so uh, here this guy called the show out of nowhere. We, he's literally blocked from our chat. He hasn't been in our chat forever because he freaking ran it one too many times, and he got himself, you know, bounced from the chat. So he called the show, and um, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to play his call, and I'll let you decide from yourself. This is diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan, Hefe and KC, calling Raiders Fan Radio. Raiders Fan Radio. This is Hefe KC. I'm calling to say, hey, I want to make amends. We could be friends. If I said anything offensive to you, I apologize. But I want to say you guys are an awesome channel. And I thank you for allowing me on there to talk and, uh, you know, uh, go back and forth with your fans. And uh, you're a good dude. You got the good dudes. I appreciate you guys. And, uh, you know, what can I say? But we're going to represent the AFC West in the Super Bowl. And I hope you guys could, you know, at least uh, find it in your hearts to Show us a little bit of love and the root on the AFC West. Go Chiefs. This is Tepe Casey signing out. All right. <sighs> I, look, it takes a lot of balls to do that. I'll give him that. You know, that, that takes some guts, and I appreciate his willingness to call. Uh, and, and no, we're not going to root for your team ever. Like that's the most ridiculous sentiment. Like that's where you lost me a little bit there, bud. Like there's never a scenario where we root for the chiefs like ever. Uh, no, it's, this is not the sec rooting for our fellow teams or the, Hey, rep, big 10 represent now that don't exist in pro sports, man. So sorry. Uh, if you, if you're a Bronco or a chief or a charger, we wish you forever losses. Like that's going to be always be the case. Now, in terms of like you being part of our show, sure. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how you reinstate somebody. Um, but I mean, I would be willing to let you like dabble again, but, uh, but you know, you got, I mean, I don't know, man. You've been bounced once, so I don't know. Call us again. Call us back. You know, let us know. I don't know. Whatever. Motivation behind it, like whatever. But no, we're not rooting for your effing team and screw your team. And, and But I hope you're doing well, and I appreciate your contrition, and I appreciate your apology and, and your willingness to, like, want to be still be part of the show. Like, that means a lot. Like, this show is nothing without listeners, and that includes even listeners of you know, and that support dumbass teams that – Look like Ronald McDonald when they take the field on Sundays and sound like Kermit the Frog. All right. Appreciate you, Hefe and Casey. All right, next up, let's check in with uh, no doubting uh, these guys' fandom. Let's check in with our buddies out in Fremont, California. You know them, you love them. The legends, they're legendary at this point on this damn show. I'm talking about Matthew. I'm talking about Matthew. I'm talking about Daniel. I'm talking about the Mangus boys. Good evening, all. It's time to take care of some formalities. 
First on the agenda is uh, thank you, Derek Carr, for nine seasons. Yeah, thank you, D.C. Thank you. We love you, man. We love you, D.C. Thank you. The Mangus family actually appreciates you because of what you did for our dad. Send in your rookie, your signed rookie card, a signed football, and saying that you take care of him if you ever wanted to go to a game that year. It meant more to my dad than any. My dad is your, is your number, was your number one fan. So thank you, DC, for nine seasons. We hope nothing for the best, but the best for you. Yeah, thank you, DC. Go win a Super Bowl. Thank you, DC. Go win a Super Bowl, kid. Go win yourself a Super Bowl. Now, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation Mangus is proud to give you its two-time defending RFR Gemini Man Tag Team Champions of the World, the Road Dog Daniel Mangus, the Badass Matthew Mangus, the New Age Outlaw. That's right. We are getting ready for the Fanny Awards, which probably in the fan cave is WrestleMania. And we are sending the challenge out to anyone who dare wants to take these champions down. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the Raider Karaoke Kid took these belts away from us. What did we do? We kicked the ever-loving crap out of them. So if anyone wants to take these vaccine championship belts from us, we challenge them to a match at the Fanny's. One-on-one, Mano, it is the twins versus anyone in the locker room. And if you ain't down with that, well, we got two words for ya. Suck it! <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Mendes boys with the wrestling promos. All right. That's a good stuff there from the Mendes boys. And, you know, listen, I can, I can appreciate that. Listen, if you... You know, that's a very kind thing Derek Carr did for your your dad, and, and I totally understand. Like, now I don't know about go win a Super Bowl, because if Derek Carr's winning a Super Bowl, then the Raiders aren't. So I'm not sure I entirely connected with that, but I do I get the sentiment though, man. I get you you want him to do his whatever, live his best life, and that's that's great. But um but I love the hot take there. So they're they're referring to uh, anybody that wants to take on uh, Degeneration Mangus there in the Fanny Awards, where to to win basically it's best wins, right? And so uh, which they've 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 held that record and uh, that title and and a few different things as well. And so we appreciate you. All right, uh, let's see Chuckles in there. Uh, not, Twenty dollar donation. Let's go. Thank you, Chuckles. That's awesome, man. Uh, Chuckle says you should make that Chiefs fan make a donation to the show to give to the charity. F the Chiefs. Raiders! That is, thank you. The chat room, this is why you guys are smarter than we are. You know more about football. You're funnier than we are. That's a great idea. There you go. That's it. That's the way. Hefe and KC, if you want to make your way back into the good graces of freaking Raiders fan radio, make a donation to the foundation. You can go to onenationfoundation.net. Hit the donate button. We'll take you directly to PayPal, and it's perfectly clean money. Google doesn't take a cut. Anything else, just make one straight donation. Put in the notes that it's from you because it's going to probably have your real name or whatever's associated with your PayPal. 
Put it in there. If this is from Hefe and Casey, make it us a nice little donation in there, and uh, and, and and we'll bring you back in uh, to the chat room. That is a killer idea, Chuckles. We appreciate you, man. That is awesome, and thank you so much for that $19.99 donation. Uh, Javi California in there with a uh, $199 donation says, Car and McDaniel system uh, year two is better than Rogers and McDaniel system year one. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing, though, man, my man. Car is gone. Like he gone gone. Like I don't think that there's that's this this thing is irreversible at this point. So I I, I don't I think it's a moot point. But it's a you're I'm not gonna say you're wrong because we don't know. But it's a that's a really cool idea to to spe, to speculate on. Um, that's a very interesting. Um, I mean I don't know. It's Aaron Rodgers, man. Like how do you, I don't know how you. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, man. So I, I don't know how I could say that Derek would be better in year two, but but I get the point though that like longer in the system, more efficient in it. But but you know what though, I'm gonna push back a little bit. I'm gonna say this: the whole thing in that Hondo article was about how Derek didn't embrace the McDaniel system. So if he doesn't embrace the system, then maybe he wouldn't be better in it. I mean, I get the idea of time spent, so familiarity is increased. But if you're not into what you're doing, then maybe you're not because you're going to be a little more reluctant. And I think that's what ultimately led to the benching. Um, interesting, though. That's, that's a good point of conversation for sure. All right, I got one more to get to, and this is a long-ass one, So, and we got to get out of here. Um, we should be good right at about the two-hour mark. Um, this is Corey in Cincinnati, new caller to the show, which we always love to have new callers to the show. And uh, Corey calls three times. Um, so Corey's got this long-ass email. Um, you caught us on a great night because it's a selfie. There's not a, lot, a, a ton of news going on. Uh, so, a, so it's good timing to get one of these long-ass calls in. But I'm going to break it up. As he as he takes pauses in between these calls, um, uh, I'm going to break it up and, and we'll kind of make some comments and have have this conversational around it instead of just playing the whole thing through. But this guy, and Corey makes great points. Not only is he a new caller, um, caught us on a great night, uh, but then also he makes great points and he brings up some things that, frankly, I hadn't really considered you know, other than just fleeting thoughts. So let's go ahead and check in with our buddy Corey in Cincinnati. And, and, uh, and again, chat room, keep it coming, man. Cause I want to, I want to go back and read what your thoughts are on all this stuff as well. Hello, Raider fan radio, hey, Corey. Raider family, Raider nation. Hey, my name is Corey calling from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, long time listener, first time caller. And just wanted to hit you guys up real quick. Um, I have a lot to say, and there's no way I'll be able to do it in three minutes. So the heck with Google Voice. <laughs> um, first of all, I'm going to start with a little bit about me. Uh, 56 years old, going to be 57 in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Who knows? And uh, been a longtime Raider fan. Uh, uh, I remember the great teams of old. I saw Lyle Alzado play. Um, I remember when you guys mentioned this guy, and I'm glad you did, about about a week ago or two weeks ago, I should say, um, the original MAD, which is uh, uh, our boy linebacker. Matt Millen. Um, uh, what's his name? Mad, uh, Mad Matt Millen. There you go. Uh, one of the great Raider linebackers of all time, probably the greatest linebacker, middle linebacker we've ever had. Uh, He's up there. And, and I remember those great teams. I uh, saw the great players. And I fell in love with this team then. Having, having problems keeping my love with them now, but uh, we'll always be there. Um, one of the reasons I'm calling is also 
in uh, what was it, twenty nineteen? Yeah, I think it was twenty nineteen. Had a chance to go to a Raider game in Oakland. Uh, it was probably my third trip to Oakland, thank goodness. And it was the Cincinnati versus Raider game. It was the second to last home game in Oakland. And I ran into a guy who was the Raider historian, and I believe he calls into this show. Houston Raider Steve. And I talked to him, and he told me that you guys were there, and I had just missed you. And that was a great experience, and he told me I should call in. So Glad um, you did, bud. For Raider historian, here I am calling in on you, and I will get back with you guys on my next call and I will go in more depth about. All right, so there we go. So there's there's so there's Corey in Cincinnati at the first first round. Uh, Octavio in the chat room says DC is my QB. Get a new offensive coordinator and win a Super Bowl in Vegas. Now uh, that's a pretty controversial uh, opinion right now, Octavio. But I appreciate that four ninety nine donation. That a hundred percent is going to go to the One Nation Foundation, and appreciate you very very much. It is very very kind of you. Um, and hey, the, look if that's your guy, that's your guy. I'm not gonna you know. Like uh, when, I, when I, like Josh said earlier, you know, I'm not gonna tell you how to fandom your fandom, man. Like the only uh, here's my only criteria for Raider fans: the passion and the enthusiasm, and that which you support your team. That's it. I don't care how long you've been a fan for. I don't care how much gear you have. I don't care how many games you've been to. I don't care where you live, where you're from. None, none of that stuff matters. The only thing that matters is the amount of of, of oomph that you put into your fandom. And, and look, so if that's the way that you put oomph into it, then, hey, man, do you think? I would I would say this, though. Um, DC may be your guy, but, you know, are the Raiders your team? And, you know, I think that's, a, that's the conversation where it ends for me is that, you know, I don't have any feeling of any one way or the other versus for any player, um, but I got a hell of a lot of feelings for the Shield. And, like, that's this is this is where, it, where it's defined uh, for me. Um, all right. Oh, dang. Pineapple. Thank you, Pineapple. With a $20 donation. Great one-man show, Murph. Aloha, D.C. We, hey, listen, thank you very, very much for that $20 donation from our good buddy uh, out there, Pineapple, who is, of course, out there in Hawaii. We appreciate you so very, very much. Yeah, man, I don't love to do selfies because I don't ever want to be talking at you. Like, I want us to be conversational, which is why I love the chat room so very, very much and why we love the voicemails and why we love the, you know, the emails and all that. Because this needs to be a conversation. I think that's what makes Raiders Fan Radio a, a fun place to be is that it's it's conversational. So it's it, it kind of works against my my core a little bit to, to get on and just do a show alone. But, but, but so I appreciate those kind words because that makes me feel better about what we're doing here tonight. And and uh, and that, you know, it's not just me, you know, spousing my freaking opinions at you um so appreciate that pineapple and and so that money so for those of you that don't know we have a a, a non-profit organization called the one nation foundation when we uh when we knew we could make money with this show we formed this a few years ago and um and 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 what we do with with that money is we give to all raiders related charities so all the money that we raise here with that a uh, hobby in california uh, with another uh, five bucks in there as, as i'm speaking Car works hard, gives everything, doesn't complain, doesn't, uh, you know, love that guy. Definitely my favorite. Hey, more power to you, man. That's your favorite. That's your guy. That's your guy. And I, and I, and I don't and, and I don't disagree with anything that you said. Uh, you know, and he was my favorite guy, too, until he wasn't in silver and black. Uh, I guess he is technically still for a hot minute. But, uh, you know, after that, I'm, I'm in for the next guy. 
Uh, just like I was in for Kenny Stabler, just like I was in for Jim Plunkett, just like I was in for Jay Schrader, just like I was in for Jamarcus Russell and Aaron Brooks and anybody else that would don that silver and black and played quarterback. I was in for that guy. And so I'll be in for the next. Um, all right, next up. So uh, what I want to talk about this one nation foundation. So any of the money that we get from you guys goes to the one nation foundation via those super chats, um, advertising dollars. We raise any of that kind of stuff goes to our foundation. We give to Raiders related charities. I've got something I'm going to show you here. This So we presented a check for 10000 bucks to the Blitnikoff Foundation uh, just a couple months ago. And uh, while we were there, so you can see it says on it, 2022 Blitnikoff Foundation. Right underneath it is George Atkinson's signature. Uh, just to the opposite side of that, you see Jim Plunkett. Uh, there you see Rod Martin. There you see Fred Bolitnikoff. There you see uh, all-time sack leader, leader Greg Townsend. Uh, there you see Marcus Allen is underneath there. Uh, this ball has all three Raiders Super Bowl MVPs, uh, plus uh, Shooter McGavin, plus also Lincoln Kennedy on there. Um, and we've got two of these things, and we're auctioning these things off for the foundation. Uh, so if you want to make an offer on it, um, you know, we, we're, we're looking to get a couple of grand at least, if not 2,500 bucks uh, for each one of these things. And 100% of that money goes to the foundation. We're going to have them JSA certified. That's happening in March. Um, so you're getting a legit piece of memorabilia. And, um, and if, and if we can't hit our minimums on it, we got to send it to an auction house, which I really don't want to do. Uh, I'd rather that go to one of you out there or someone that you know. Or So if you know anybody, that like, I know that's a lot of money. That's a big-ass price tag. Um, so I, 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 I appreciate you even considering that. But if you've got the means, if you're getting a tax return, you want to get something that's literally a one-off um, that you'll never find anywhere else and it's going to be certified, uh, send me an email, murph at Raiders Fan Radio. That's M-U-R-F at RaidersFanRadio.com. We appreciate you very, very much for even considering that and know that like our goal this year is to raise 15 grand and, uh, and we're going to get there. We've already got the first one in the books. We've got our first thousand dollars in and we're going to, we're going to run this thing to 15 G's to take down to, uh, to Angela and Fred and present them a big old check. And speaking of that, Foxy Scorpio, thank you so much. Uh, he says, Foxy says, see, Foxy isn't a dirt bag all the time, man. Four. 49.99 dropped the 50 50 on us we appreciate you so very very much foxy scorpio foxy scorpio is in our chat room all the time every single week incredibly loyal listener and supporter of raiders fan radio and drop him um 50 bucks in there man that is absolutely bananas thank you so very much on a night when we're not even giving anything away like that's insane bro like thank you so much like very very kind, uh, dropping that 50. Uh, Octavio with another $1.99. DC is uh, a, a more Raider than, than uh, Davis or McD will ever be. I don't know about that, man. You go to Allegiant Stadium, like, I mean, I appreciate your donation first and foremost. Um, but, I mean, Allegiant Stadium is a shrine to the Raiders. Like, Mark Davis is clearly a Raider fan, so I don't, I'm not sure about that. But um, uh, All right. Anyways, thank you so very, very much for all those. Let's close out these emails. Who'd have thunk we'd go two hours of the freaking podcast selfie, but here we are. All right, let's check in back in with our buddy Corey in Cincinnati. Seven Raider Booster Club out of Vaca Valley. Um, I am a proud member. They took me in out of the blue without knowing me and have allowed me to stay with that group up until now. And I'd also like to hit up Mikey Raider. Um, I started listening to this show because of um, Mondays with Mikey and Murph. So, Mikey, uh, keep it up, buddy. Hang in there, and we'll get back with you. All right, it's Corey again calling back with episode number two. Hey, just want to give a shout-out to you guys. That would be Murph, Uncle Miles. Hey, we miss you. Uh, Swag Jeff and Michelle, appreciate you guys. Um, it was a QB Jeff, 
And I can't remember the other guy's name, but I know there's another one that comes in every now and then, man. <laughs> CPA Joel. And it's a much appreciated because, you know, us Raider fans have to vent from time to time, more so than ever now. Uh, and I also want to give another shout-out to one more Raider creator, um, and that's Watts Raider. I go back and forth with him from time to time. Now Absolutely. On this show. So I just want to hit some shots out to people that uh, – that uh, I, I appreciate as a Raider fan. Watts is a good guy, man. Platform for us to uh, vent and do our thing. Hey, you guys. This team <laughs> is, well, I'll just say this. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I think we just jumped back to 2012 again for no reason, but that's where we're at. And. I don't know how this next season is going to play out. I can't stand this kind of off season where we have these wild rumors and, 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 and takes about what the Raiders are going to do and what everybody else is going to do, what players going to go here, what players going to go there. We have no idea. And with this regime and it's their first real draft, we really don't know what's going to happen. Um, I just know that we are several years away again for the umpteenth million time for being relevant. I don't see the Raiders catching lightning in a bottle. I think sometimes Mark Davis thinks that he can just put any team or any coaches out there and hopefully things are going to fall into place and we're going to be good. I just don't see the Raiders. We're just not that kind of team. The NFL is not going to let us do that. So I, I can't be more disappointed in what's going on. Um, We'll see what Derek does when he goes someplace else. I hope Devontae stays. Um, I hope Josh Jacobs stays. Uh, but I don't feel good about it. And Lord knows this defense needs all the help they can get. Uh, for the fans who are younger, who are under 30 years old or 30-ish that have never seen the Raiders win or be relevant, I really feel for you guys, and I really hope that in the next couple of years you have something to uh, root for because we – this fan base deserves, like that guy said, that got removed from the game, we deserve better. Mark Davis, the hell with you, Google Voice. I'll be back. <laughs> All right, dude. So you had a lot there on on that uh, that portion of the call. And then we got one more little segment from him, and then we're gonna get out of here. Uh, but that that uh, it's you know, it's hard not to be critical of the front office, man. Like I get it, I totally get it. Now I think front office gets more runway, or even coaching staff gets more runway than players because players are like, look, this NFL is the ultimate meritocracy. Like you either do or you don't like, and, and yes, we can build in excuses and we can build in a lot of different reasons. But when you look at individual performances, like it's the, the tape, don't lie. Ball don't lie. Like it's right there. Um, now you can't say the same for, you know, for GMs in front offices, I think because you can't like expect them to just hit on every single tiny thing. Now, you can't expect them to hit more often than not, but when last year, when they've only had a draft with starting in the third round because they gave up you know, so much for Devontae, which was justified, I think we can all agree that that, that was very fair. So, you know, I, th I think you got to give them a little more runway. I, I get it. The results are not what we want, and, and ultimately that's all that counts. Um, but I think you got to let it play out. And I think nothing demonstrates that more than what the Chiefs did 
in this past draft class. And, you know, and uh, we talk a lot about how the rookie rookie quarterback contracts, about how that's beneficial to the team. And when you overpay for a quarterback, you, you know, you don't have enough money to spend anywhere else. Well, there is one way to counter that, and that's to draft well. And the Chiefs paid Patrick Mahomes a, literally a half a billion dollars. They lost their most dynamic playmaker on offense in Tyreek Hill. And here they are still back into the Super Bowl. And here's why. And I'm going to read you this list of names, okay? And this is what the Raiders have to do. This is what we have to see Dave Ziegler do and then see what Josh McDaniels does with the talent once it's acquired. But here's where I'm not going to judge yet Dave Ziegler and at least what the front office is doing. The Chiefs draft class last year, in order of picks, cornerback Trent McDuffie, in, okay, in the cha- this is in the championship game, six tackles and two passes defended. Defensive end, George Karlafitis, whatever his last name is, got a sack. Wide receiver, Sky Moore, three catches and a key punt return. Safety, Brian Cook, four tackles and a pass broken up. Cornerback, Josh Williams, had a pick. Cornerback, Jalen Watson, had a pick. Running back, Isaiah Pacheco, 85 total yards in the championship game. That's That's their draft class in the AFC championship game. That's what's killing the Raiders. That's the things that, that have hurt us. The draft classes of John Gruden and Mike Mayock and prior to that, Reggie McKenzie, yes, there were some dynamic players. Yes, there was Khalil Mack. Yes, there was Derek Carr. Yes, there was Gabe Jackson. Yes, there was Max Crosby. Yes, there was Hunter Renfro. But there was also Jonathan Abram, right? There was also Cleland Farrell. There was like, I mean, Colton Miller was a good one, but then who was the guy out of Houston that we took just after that? The other lineman, gone. Brandon Parker, gone. Like you look at the majority of the draft picks have been ass. That's where the Raiders got a hit. So that's why I think the GM in the front office gets a little bit more runway. Let this thing play out a little bit. You, they get two, three years. That's where even I say that like once you go past player, you go to coach. If they start off 0-5 next year, yeah, McDaniels is on the hot seat, but I don't think Dave Ziegler is on the hot seat. That's what that's what I'm that's what I'm screaming. All right, let's finish off Corey and Cincy's call. Get to the Sizzler and then get the heck out of here. All right, Corey from Cincinnati again. Okay, I've been I've been silent for way too long, and I have to get this off my chest. And you guys aren't going to like this, um, Raider Nation. I apologize now, but it's the way I feel, and I've been saying this since this Vegas thing happened. This whole Vegas move was a sham. This whole thing was a setup from the NFL. The NFL had plenty of money to help the Raiders build a stadium in Oakland. We did not have to move. This wasn't about a silly mayor in Oakland who didn't know what she was doing. It wasn't about land. It wasn't about money. It wasn't about any of that. This whole thing was to get the Raiders someplace where no one cared about them, to get them away from their ancestral home in Oakland or anywhere in California to some place that they could be irrelevant. The ultimate place for that is Vegas. So here we are in Vegas. Went to I was at the the uh, Denver game. Yes, I was at the Denver game this season. First time ever going to Vegas. I had no desire to go to Vegas, but the Raiders are there, so I'm going to go. More Bronco fans there than Raider fans. Yeah. How is that possible? Look, this whole thing was about Raider Nation. They wanted to break the spirit of Raider Nation. The NFL knew that if they got the Raiders away 
from Oakland, away from California, that they would have a chance to take over this franchise. And I really believe that's what they're going to do. I really believe 10, 15 years, 20 years down the line, they're going to try to get Mark Davis, however long he keeps the team, out of there. And they're going to put a puppet regime. And they're going to change the colors. They're going to change the whole look of the Raiders. And they're going to be an NFL-run franchise, basically, for the NFL, by the NFL. This whole thing was about us, Raider Nation. That's what this whole move to get us to Vegas is about. And now you're seeing it play out before your eyes. More Way fans, more Kansas City fans, Giants fans. This is a travesty. And it's going to be up to us to change it. It's going to be up to Raider Nation to go out there and show the NFL that they can't win. They cannot break us. Nation, keep your head up and let's go. As Murph would say, let's go. It's on us. As far as this team goes, all we can do is hope for the best for the product that gets put on the field. Mark Davis, get your head out of your butt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, there he is, Corey in Cincinnati with the threefer. Oh man, so there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, okay, so I'll just uh, I gotta keep I'll keep my comments brief. And uh, Corey, I would say this, man. Like, no, it really kind of is the issue with Libby Schaff and and the and the and the local politics in Oakland. There's a reason they're gonna lose all three major sports franchises that they have in Oakland. You know, the Warriors now play across the street, uh, across the bay, in, in, in San Francisco, and uh, you know the A's are gonna be soon gone to Vegas. And you know, look, there's a reason that the Niners left. San Francisco, well, they weren't even technically they were in South San Francisco or whatever, but they left and now they play in Santa Clara, which is basically San Jose, which is like 10 minutes from where I grew up. Um, there's a reason all those 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 teams have evacuated that area, and it's because it's it's an impossible uh, area or just about impossible area to try to get any kind of funding to get past all the EPA regulations. Like oh, there's so many freaking so much freaking red tape, not to mention a, a mayor that didn't support the, the existence of the franchises to begin with. So there's a reason that all of these teams have left. It's, you're not, it's not just a Raider thing. So I don't know if I agree with that entirely. Um, and, and, you know, and look, if there was, if there was a little bit of, you know, Mark Davis saying, you know, recognizing that, yes, I would rather be here, but there's not a way for me to make it work. So I'm going to leave this place and go to another place to get the facility that I want. I mean, I can't hate on him for that. It's what his dad did. That's why the Raiders ended up in freaking L.A. That's why they, they were originally they were going to go to Inglewood. That was I mean, you watch the, Al Davis versus the NFL. He was doing everything he possibly could. And this is back in the freaking 70s, man. So this, you know, the California politics is a complicated landscape, man. So, you know, and, and I won't get into that part of it, but I will just say this, that like there's a reason the Raiders aren't there anymore. And it's not, it doesn't have anything to do, I don't believe, with any giant conspiracy theory. And I think that there was a certain level of acceptance that Mark Davis had to have uh, in terms of like, just like we, the one of the early stories that we talked about tonight, that like they knew that the opposing team's fans thing was going to be a thing. And I think that that was a, a, that was an accepted consequence to get the damn team where they wanted to be with what they wanted to have. I think that was what it was. And so, um, and then last I'll say this is that if perchance of so the slight chance that there's a giant conspiracy theory and it's going to be a puppet regime and, and run by, you know, whatever else, and they're going to change the colors and change the name. Well, then guess what? I'm not a Raider fan anymore. 
Like that's that's why like I I'm not from Las Vegas. I don't have any ties to Vegas. I'm from San Jose. I'm a Bay Area guy. Like that's my ties. And so my ties are to the Shield. My ties are to Silver and Black. If they change their name to the Las Vegas Renegades and they wear green and yellow, then I'm not a fan of them anymore. I'll find another team to root for. Like or or actually, or I'll just I'll still be a Raider fan. I'll just be a fan of the team that once existed, you know. So, anyway, so I, 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 and I'm sure there are many that would echo that sentiment. They're like, I'm not rooting for those people anymore. I don't care who it is. So, um, anyways, but it, but the, but great. I'll, I'll, let me finish with this though. Great calls, keep them coming. Long time listener, first time caller. Love to hear it, man. I appreciate you very very much. Sixth-year linebacker Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. I right, appreciate Miss Ebony Graves in there uh, with a $20 donation. Uh, she says, great selfie, Murph, uh, and, and can't wait till retirement. Hey, congratulations on that. Uh, we appreciate uh, your hard work and, and and the dedication that you put into the to the school system. And and I know that uh, you're definitely going to look forward to being retired. And I'm with you, but i got a little ways to go still. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is awesome. We appreciate you, Miss Ebony Graves. Again, that $20 goes to the One Nation Foundation. All right, let me get out of here. we got to award a Sizzler Award. So uh, I don't know if you guys even remember this segment has been so damn long. Let me just go. I don't usually do this. I don't even, I don't, I don't usually pick a sizzler award, but I'm going to go ahead and pick one tonight. Cause this, cause I love this guy. I love his call. I love his takes. I appreciate everybody that is called tonight. I appreciate uh, Josh in the seven Oh three Hefe and Casey Mojo. Of course, the Mengus boys, Corey in Cincinnati. Appreciate the emails from Tom. Appreciate the email from Paul, but tonight's BRT Sizzler Award is going to go to my guy, Rev Raider up in Jersey. I am the Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. From the Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. We got some controversy in the chat room there, but Mojo is robbed. Ah, uh, Mojo, man, he's got all the Sizzlers, I think. Doesn't he have a whole bunch of them? I think Rev's got a bunch of them, too. But uh, yes, of course. Actually, you know, they were. How about this? I'll tell you what. You know what? You want to put, I put my thumb on a scale. Chat room, you put your thumb on a scale. Let's give Mojo a Sizzler, too. Give him, give him each one there, Paul. I am the Sizzler. 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 All right. I appreciate you all very, very much. That Black Sales Hauling in there says, 
I work for the utility company out here in California and the Bay Area. It's in, all in caps. It's impossible to get anything moving past all the red tape. San Jose in the house. What's up, man? Appreciate you. Uh, black sales hauling. And uh, yeah, San Jose, man, represent. That's where I, I lived all over that city. I lived in Almaden. I lived in Seven Trees. I lived in... I don't know. I lived in downtown. I've lived all over. I lived in Campbell. I lived all over the the, the place in uh, in California and in, in San Jose. Uh, but uh, but appreciate you. I even lived in Morgan Hill for a while. Uh, but appreciate you holding it down for San Jose. And and uh, yeah, and I've, best I can tell, it's a freaking Niner place now. But uh, yeah, sucks that we don't have Raider Nation represented the way that we once used to. But oh well. Uh, all right. So, uh, thank you all very, very much tonight. Thank you, everybody that's in the chat room tonight. I uh, appreciate Paul is in there. Mojo is in there. Raider Flash is in there. Seattle Nick. Darren is in there. Uh, Miss Ebony Graves is in there. Edgar Bonilla is in there. Trinidad is in there. Jay Jackson is in there. Uh, uh, shout out Arizona Raider Nation. Lee B. Paul. Paul. Uh, Van City. Uh, Seattle Nick is in there. Uh, Black Sales, as I mentioned. Raider Flash is in there. Uh, so many of our good friends. We appreciate you very, very much for checking out this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, so as I mentioned, you can find us on the YouTubes at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. You can find us on any podcast service just by searching for Raiders Fan Radio. You can find us on the socials. Hey, hit us up on the socials, man. Uh, we love our social media stuff, man. We love interacting with you guys on the socials. Uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, the TikToks. Uh, it's all of it is at Raiders Fan Radio. You just, uh, yeah, man, give, give us a, a like, a subscribe, a follow, man, all that good stuff. Uh, follow that, just look for that. We'll follow you back. Like, man, uh, we have a blast on the TikToks. We make stupid little videos and all that kind of stuff. Some are funnier than others, but we always have fun making them. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so check us out. Maybe tomorrow we'll have our Super Bowl show. We've got it all prepped and ready to go. Uh, again, uh, you know, Swag Jeff, love you, brother. And uh, hopefully he's good enough uh, tomorrow to come back out and join us back. If not, we'll do it next week. Uh, no rush, man. And uh, we love you. And so we're thinking about you. And so we'll find us tomorrow for the Super Bowl show, or it will be next week. And I'm trying to get Goldbranson in here. Come on, Scott. Any of you tag Scott Goldbranson on the Twitters and tell him, get your ass in the fan cave next week. I've been talking to Scott a little bit. He's going to come into town maybe to uh, join us, go to a hockey game and stay over an extra night and join us here in the fan cave. Talk a little Raiders football here in the fan cave. So hit old Scott up, man. Blow him up. Love you, Raider Nation. Thank you for the way you support the One Nation Foundation. Uh, thank you for the support of this show. Uh, on behalf of uh, Uncle Mosh, I uh, love it when you guys bring up Uncle Mosh. We love him. We miss him in retirement. Uh, my buddy Swag Jeff, Michelle, Octavio in there. He says... Uh, 199 donation. Thank you. Right here at the buzzer. The shield reps and attitude. Damn right it does. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Raiders! Well, where's the damn... Oh, shit. I gotta find the damn... Just press the damn button, nerd. I don't know. I gotta do that first. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.